0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Why
1: is AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long turn booking Thank you so very much for joining us right here on Off the Script. This is your AEW Dynamite post show for July 6th, 2022. I am your host, JD from New York. As always, coming to you live tonight from the OTS Beer Garden. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Wednesday nights, wherever you may be, and always after a one week sabbatical. This guy was so fucking pissed that Thunder Rosa got a taco truck outside. He said, I'm boycotting, boy, boycotting this show. Jesse has returned. Jesse, what's going on, man?
2: Good, man. Yeah, I almost quit, man. I didn't get my damn truck. You're talking about you didn't get your truck, man. Dunder Rose's
1: tacos are fucking top notch, man. You should be
2: pleased. That's good for her, man. But what about me? What about my truck, man? What about my taco truck? Listen, man, listen, man. When you get, when you get to
1: 25K in subscribers, we'll get you taco truck.
2: Okay? I deserve my own damn
1: truck. (laughs) uh, We'll see about that, man. But listen, you know who deserves a taco truck, man? Fucking Wardlow deserves a taco truck, man. He finally, finally, finally did it. And we got Wardlow as the new TNT champion. I want to start off with that tonight. That was the big story of the entire evening. And uh, we will go over the rest of the show uh, on this post-show tonight. Thank you guys again for joining us. Uh, Please make sure you follow both Jesse and I on social media and hit that subscribe button down below for more great weekly content jesse wardlow won the tnt title tonight big story of dynamite tonight and i don't think anybody and if they do i mean they're a bunch of fucking geeks i don't think anybody has a problem with this i know a lot of people are going to probably question scorpio sky's reign. they got a title made for him they put the belt on him because they wanted to give him a decent reign. but man listen man at the end of the day nothing was stopping that wardlow train and this is uh This is a great thing, and this was probably the only decision that Tony Khan needed to make here.
2: Well, after you said that, I love it now. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) What did I say? You said if anybody doesn't love it, then there's something wrong with it. Well, I I guess I love it now. I mean, did you see me text you during that match at all?
1: No, you didn't text me at all tonight. I, I said yeah. I said something along the lines of, uh, "What did I text you?" I said something along the lines of, um, "Oh yeah, definitely." And new the the new T the new shirt. Seriously, you yeah. said,
2: "Yeah, the T shirt, dude." They had this T shirt printed before the show started. They had confetti, yeah, dropping, dude, <sighs> yeah. All right, look to answer the question, Warlow. Should have won the match, okay? So let's start there. I mean, the streak that Warlow was on, he should have won the match. I don't think the match should have been booked. Yeah, I mean, not right now. At least, I I could not give any less of a shit about the TNT title in AEW, and that's fucking true, man. I'm sorry, that's true. Now. If they if Wardlow ends up doing something with it over time, then I'm sure Wardlow can get my interest back in that title. But because of what they did with it since Miro dropped it, I could give two shits about that title and who holds it right now.
1: So you're not excited about you're not excited about Wardlow becoming the TNT champion and maybe uh maybe resuscitating the title to where it was when you know Brody held it and Miro held it and Cody held it. You're not excited about what the future holds with the TNT title around Wardlow's
2: waist. No. What what is what is the TNT title done for me as of lately? I got invested. I got invested in Scorpio Sky being the TNT champion. Did he you a, really, dude? Did anybody his, get? Honestly, this, is, a, this but, is this is this is why we started with the discussion, bro. Did anybody get invested in
1: Scorpio Sky?
2: Wow! 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 Hold on, people are complaining. No, 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 you're good, you're good, I
1: fixed it. It was on my end, don't worry about it, you're good. Don't don't touch anything on your end, just give me your, were you really invested in Scorpio Sky?
2: I was working on trying to get invested in Scorpio Sky. Why? Because they made me believe that he got the title from Sammy and he was gonna bring some prestige to it. They custom made the man's fucking title. They gave him his own title. If you look at his T-shirt, it's not even the TNT title that he just won. It's the old version. So he, Scorpio Sky had his own custom title made. He got his own faction. He got a heel stable. He got a fucking fantastic promo and, and everything else going on with Lambert. And they just fucking hot shot the title again to Wardlow. And now they want me to care about that. How about you figure out what you want to do with that title and how it's supposed to be meaningful before I start getting invested in, in, in another fucking champion that you want to crown? You, you keep hot potato in the fucking titles, man. It's not his fault. It's not. Listen, I don't
1: want to make this out to be a Scorpio Sky, uh, you know, dragging Scorpio Sky on OTS tonight. I, I don't want to do that. Uh, we cool. like Scorpio Sky here. We think Scorpio Sky is tremendous and he's a great athlete and we know he got shafted. Uh, he, he was in the wrong place at the wrong time, bro. You know, he was, he was given a championship that was dead because of constant hot shot booking And going back and forth, and Tony Khan not really having a clear-cut direction for the TNT title. And he was the recipient of a dead ice-cold title that once before it held as just as much prestige as the World Championship. And now, when he got it, it didn't make him any better, and he was put in a position where... It was Wardlow, 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 and that was the only thing that Tony Khan needed to do was give Wardlow the fucking TNT title because he can't fit into a world championship situation. It was just a wrong place at the wrong time deal for Scorpio Sky. And that's the
2: thing. It's not Scorpio Sky's fault. And if anything, anything, I'm in the belief that he gets shafted in this. But why, why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Bruce Pritchett And Vince McMahon are running WWE because of long term booking. Where is the long term booking in the TNT title? If the goal was to put it on Wardlow, why didn't we just have Wardlow take it from take it from Sammy and let Sammy keep it until Wardlow was ready for it, and then let Wardlow take it from Sammy? Okay, you know, you got to remember the
1: the, the, the TNT title was put in the story of Wardlow and MJF. It was put into that storyline. That was not the Wha- major storyline for him. He was not going to win a TNT championship and then go on to feud with MJF.
2: But why? that, that the, the feud with MJF and Warlow was a blood feud. It did not need a title. It didn't need shit. It didn't need the TNT diamond ring. It didn't need, it had Warlow's contract. It had all kinds of shit going on. Why did it need a title in it? I don't know. I don't, have, I don't have the answer to that question, bro. I really don't. But, right, right. I don't expect anybody to. But just my point is, this is why I'm having a hard time getting reinvested into that damn TNT title.
1: All right, you, 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 you call for long-term booking. The long-term booking begins now. This is when the long-term booking is... And I honestly do believe with Warlow as the TNT champion, he will be the final TNT champion for a very, very long time. And I do think that long-term booking is going to come into play with Warlow as TNT champion. So everything that you want that is going to
2: happen now. You know the 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 one thing the first thing I would say against that would be well Wardlow should chase because he's a babyface, but I think Wardlow's done enough chasing in his MJF feud and everything else, and I think it is the you know the right time to crown him, you know to to let him be a top. So uh, but, I want I want I want to make
1: sure you're you're not advocating that Scorpio Sky still remain TNT champion. You're 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 okay with Wardlow being the TNT champion, but you, you don't like how they've done it. No.
2: Had, had my pickings, this match wouldn't have been booked.
1: Right, well, well, have been- well, then then we run into the situation of what we do with Wardlow. Like, Ward, like people already complaining about Wardlow after coming out of the feud with MJF. MJF absolutely was the hottest thing in wrestling before he took this fucking mini break that he's on. And Wardlow was floating in a sea of nothing. He was fighting fucking security guards, feuding with Mark Sterling. So what would, what would we have done with Wardlow if we did not put this match together and
2: him win the TNT title? Where would he be? We need to get Wardlow to all out. To face Scorpio Sky for that title, and then at least give Scorpio Sky those few more weeks through the summer to build up some more prestige and to get some and to get some more credibility with himself before he drops it eventually to Wardlow in Chicago at All Out. That, at the very least, would have been better. At the very least, what do you do with him in the meantime? What do you do with him right now? You gotta find some. You gotta find something else to get him. You know, into I mean, in, in the meantime between now and All Out. But, I mean, if I don't, I, I don't know why the match was booked so soon. They just made that custom title for Scorpio Sky. Now Warlow's carrying it. It seems like it should have sat still on, on Sammy Guevara for a while. But it didn't. Okay, so it went to Sky. Okay, fine. Let it sit on Sky for a while. It didn't. Now it's on Warlow. Now I'm sitting there saying, okay, let it sit on Warlow for a while. But now I'm expecting him to drop it tomorrow. You know, I mean, it's. But he's not going to drop it tomorrow. He's not going to. He's not. I said, that, I said the same thing for Sammy and the same thing for Sky. And now I'm going to say it again for Wardlow. No, I mean, I, I think it's unfair of you to, to compare Wardlow's, you know, not even, not
1: even started reign yet to a Sammy Guevara it's, or a or, or Scorpio Sky or anybody before Wardlow. I mean, uh, I mean, we all know what Tony Khan was doing with the TNT title. We blasted him for it, and we criticized him for it. So he had no choice but to make Wardlow the TNT champion. And here we are, and I do believe that he will, he will start building that title back to the former prestige that it had.
2: We, there is nothing to do with Warlow except have him beat 15 other guys, including UFC fighters and managers and everything else. There was nothing left to do with Warlow except that. America's top team fucking sucks now, too.
1: Well, listen, man, you know, I don't want I don't, I to be the bearer of bad bear news. You want my fucking complete honesty. And everybody Everybody listens to my fucking show because of my complete honesty. You know, maybe Scorpio Sky isn't, isn't all that cut out to what uh, the fans make him out to be. Maybe America's top team isn't that great.
2: Maybe he needed more time I, to I, breathe. I don't know. I don't maybe know. Maybe Scorpio Sky's injured. Maybe he needed more time to do something. Man. Maybe
1: Scorpio Sky's injured. Remember, he did get hurt. I don't know if it was a leg or an ankle injury. I don't remember, but... You know, man, again, know. I'm not blaming the talent. Scorpio Sky is awesome. No, man. But I honestly no, feel like, I, I honestly Sky. Feel, bro, Look. Sky is in a sea of sharks in AEW. You know, he's great, yeah. but, you know, yeah, no, he, he's, he's going to get, get exposed, though. He's going to get exposed.
2: There's nothing wrong with Wardlow. I have nothing against Wardlow. I love Wardlow, man. You know, it's it's the it's the booking. I mean, you want me to get it. You want me to care about this title reign, but you've done nothing to make me want to care about this title reign. Okay,
1: well, well, I mean, I'm going to be brutally honest again. I don't think Scorpio Sky is a draw. He's a great athlete, but uh, he's not Ricochet. You know, he basically is Ricochet. All the talent in the world, but he's got he's got nothing behind him. He's got nothing behind Uh, him, dude. He's got he's got he's uh, got Dan Lambert behind him. He's got Ethan Page behind him. And I'd rather see Ethan Page on TV than Scorpio Sky. That's a problem number one.
2: That's a problem. Well, fine. If you give me that much, I'll give you this. I'll say Scorpio Sky is about as much as a draw as Wardlow is, dude. I mean, they, I mean they're on the same fucking level. As no, they're as not. Draw goes. Come on, I mean, bro. You gotta, how, you could you you, how could you honestly say star.
1: Scorpio Sky is on the same drawing power as Wardlow, dude?
2: Are you serious? Scorpio, Scorpio Sky is like a 15-year veteran, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's great. It, look. But man, he's, it, not, he's not Wardlow's about, equal the point, in the AEW. Point is,
2: the point is, neither one of them are draws. That, that's the point. The point is, you have to build your star with, around that title and everything. Wardlow and Sky have the same star value, dude. There's nothing to Wardlow and there's nothing to Sky. You got to build them individually.
1: Yes. And Tony Khan has built Wardlow up to be a fucking young Batista esque presence on AEW Dynamite. Scorpio Sky, it, what man. is Scorpio He's Sky going to do?
2: Wardlow's Warlow, going to be a beast. He's getting yes. it. Yes. Absolutely. I just think the hot potato, with, bottom line, I just think the hot potato in that title too much. Oh, I
1: think it ends with Wardlow. I know you know it also ends with Wardlow as well. I, I, I hope so.
2: And I, I, and I so. said, listen,
1: you know, I I, th- I agree with you on one on one thing. You know, chasing. You mentioned Wardlow chasing, potentially. You know, I I I I do get where you're coming from, and I do kind of agree that booking this match tonight may have not made the most sense. You know, doing this match right now might have not made the most sense. I think Wardlow would be better off in a chase, you know. And and I do think that if he chased somebody a little bit more uh, on a level of of a main event guy and then took the title from like we talked about, Jesse, we mentioned Miro. Maybe Miro should have won the TNT title. Maybe Wardlow should have chased Miro, and that should have been his final Mm. boss. And Miro should have dropped the title to Wardlow, really putting him over. I'm not taking anything away from the moment tonight, because everybody in Rochester enjoyed it, and and we all enjoyed it, but... You know, maybe maybe Sky should have held that championship a little bit more, and maybe Miro should have been the one to take that title from Scorpio because he's trending more. He's a tweener, but he's trending more on you know the fans loving him more than than actually disliking him. So I wouldn't have had a problem with that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it. I mean, a little bit of a chase would have been would have been something, man. I mean, it's again, you put a lot of you put a lot of effort in the warlow, and you got to crown him. I mean, that's 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 the obvious thing, but. You want to, whatever you crown them with, you want to make sure it's worthy. Yeah. You want to make sure it has some value to it right now. He has a title that everyone agrees. Everyone who watched this show agrees 100% that the title was worth, has been worth nothing since Miro dropped it. No, no one disagrees with that. No. So why do you want to give the guy a title that no one gives a shit about? You got it on a heel champion right now. let Scorpio Sky run with it for a little while longer. I thought they were. I thought America's top team was going to screw over Wardlow. There was like 30 of them out there. I thought they were going to jump him. It was a no. How did this man beat an entire stable in a no DQ match by himself? I don't know. I don't know. Tony
1: Khan is booking him as a monster, bro. So trust the process with Wardlow having the TNT title. He sacrificed all of America's top team out there for Wardlow. For this moment, for Wardlow. At least
2: make it a regular standard match where the I don't know why it was a no DQ
1: match. I don't know where this no DQ came from. I thought it was a one on one match.
2: (laughs) They fucking made it a street fight.
1: I don't know.
2: (laughs) How in the hell did this man beat all these people by himself, man? I don't know.
1: Listen, I'm happy that Wardlow's the TNT champion. I think finally we uh, get this title back on the right track after being off the fucking rails ever since Miro dropped it. And, you know, it, it's something that I'm very much looking forward to. The, the The matchups and the potential matchups for Wardlow are tremendous. Wardlow versus Andrade. Wardlow versus uh, Roosh. Wardlow versus Malachi. Wardlow versus uh, anybody. Buddy Matthews. It, 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 you throw anybody in there and Wardlow's going to have... A very good match with them, and I- I'm very much looking forward to this title reign. I have no problem with it. Yes, Scorpio Sky was on the shit end of the stick, but it's not his fault. He was well, no, just in, in the, the wrong story. place at the absolute wrong time, and he was the recipient of fucking haphazard booking. That's all it was. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to wait and see how where it goes. I got to put this under the same, you know— Umbrellas. What everybody told me about seeing Ruby Soho and Dark every week since her debut. It's not about the talent. The talent's great. those great. Ruby's great. Where are they booking them? Looks like into Oblivion. If this is the long term booking we're getting, man.
1: Yeah, well, we'll see. I tr- I'm going to trust the process. You know, Tony Khan knows what uh, he needs to do. He's very open and re- receptive to the fan base, and I think this is the start of uh, the TNT title being brought back into a certain level of prestige where we don't look at it as uh, or the, the title that once was. I, I think right. this is going to be a, a great title reign for Miro, and I do think that he's really going to build Wardlow up with this title. I honestly, and, and this is the part that I love most, I think Wardlow's going to make the title, and that's the part that you want to really focus in on most, because when that happens and you feel that, then we know he's ready for the next level, which is this man's going to be a world champion eventually. So that's what I'm looking we, forward to most.
2: We hope, we hope so. We hope so. But, th- I mean, this is... This is something that they can turn around with Worthles booking. Or it can it can fall into an infinite spiral. It can turn into the WWE US title. That US title hasn't been shit in decades since John Cena had it.
1: Yes. Well, I mean that's 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 Bruce pressure, man. That's that's not even on the same level of what we're talking about here. They don't they, their, their titles mm-hmm. are, are more like paperweights, bro. They don't give a shit. Yeah, I like like could go buy them. a title at Kmart for fucking five ninety nine on the toy shelf and it'll be more valuable than the fucking US title. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah it's true.
1: Anyway, moving on from that, we'll talk about Wardlow and what happened with the match in Scorpio Sky uh, defending that title against Wardlow in just a little bit. Brody King and John Moxley, interim championship match tonight uh, with Brody King getting a nice spotlight after winning the Rampage Royale. Jesse, I know you watch Rampage. I think you're doing the uh, live reactions after Rampage, if I'm not mistaken.
2: What did you think of that Rampage Royale, man? I quite enjoyed it. It was fun. It was fun. Um, I don't want it to turn into one of those things where it's done all the time, like on Rampage and stuff like that. But as a, as a once-in-a-while type treat, I kind of enjoy it.
1: Yeah. I thought it was yeah. uh, a great use. Tony Khan made a great use of the uh, two rings there for Blood and Guts after Blood and Guts was over. So, And I also like the unpredictability of Brody King winning that cha- – that, uh, not the championship, but that match. And yeah. um, I thought it was awesome, giving House of Black a nice spotlight and I think yeah. this is what we talked about. They should be getting these opportunities and getting a Brody and a Buddy and definitely a Malachi in that spotlight. I think it's great. He won that match. He choked out Darby Allen. got this title match tonight. Um, you didn't feel, Jesse. I didn't feel it. I don't think you felt it either that we got possible seeds being planted with the House of Black and the Blackpool Combat Club after this thing was over. Just two guys beating the shit out of each other in the main event of a wrestling
2: show on Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah was, you know, who knows where they go from it. You know, let, let's, let's see. Um, I'm wondering why we didn't get um, Julia Hart tonight, though, at all.
1: We did not get Julia Hart at all. She posted a picture on uh, on Twitter right before the show went live.
2: Right, right. I saw that. I'm like, why isn't she on the show? I don't know. I mean, it, she's the newest member. You know, I won't even let's, let's see her in the group. But I mean, outside of that, yeah, man, um, I, like, I like how the House of Black is being treated. Even with this loss um, for Brody. Um, I don't think he lost anything no. in, in this match. He no, did. I think, he I, think he re-
1: I think he represented House of Black very good. And yeah. um, obviously I'm waiting to see what happens next. I think uh, whenever there, we talked about this several times before already, whenever there are trios titles involved, I do think Blackpool Combat Club and House of Black should be uh, something that Tony Khan seriously gives uh, a lot of thought to. I think that would be a tremendous uh, trios final. If there's going to be a tournament for those titles, I do think that this is going to be step one of these two factions kind of crossing paths. And I think it's almost inevitable at this point. We'll talk about John Moxley and the performance he did uh, with Brody King tonight when we get to the main event. And the other big thing that happened tonight, Jesse, was the tag team title situation is heating up. I want to go over uh, just briefly what you thought of this, and then we'll get into exactly what had transpired at the end of this match with the Butcher and Blade versus Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Young Bucks... They got absolutely roasted by the Rochester audience tonight. Chance of FTR, FTR. And, Jesse, I don't know if you picked up on it. They are really kind of doubling down on the the best tag team in the world uh, narrative for themselves, being AW Tag Team Champions. Uh, We're definitely looking like we're getting FTR and the Young Bucks at All Out uh, for uh, that big show in September. But before that, we're getting a triple threat match. With Team Taz, Ricky Starks, and Will Hobbs, and then Keith Lee and Swerve Shrickland. what did you think of this and Ricky Starks, man? Holy shit. Almost like a mini Ric Flair-esque rant out there before they had to get him interrupted by the Young Bucks, man. I thought this was tremendous. Yeah, yeah.
2: Ricky Starks is, um, um, I, I, think he, I, think he's, I think he's marinating and simmering and, you know, coming along very well. And and,
1: and and let's not forget bro uh Will Hobbs man you talk about marinating Will Hobbs I can I love it man the fucking from day one where we talked about him to where he is now man the presence he has on his on the microphone what he what he said tonight man confident in his abilities intense man I'm loving what Will Hobbs is doing
2: yeah yeah and, and like like I say with Starks man I I think they've had him um just like just on the back burner just kind of just trying to find this groove, trying to find out what they're going to do with him. And it just feels like tonight they just kind of just let him loose. Yeah. I mean, just let him, like, hey, go out there and just, you know, like, lay into it. You know, you know, do this. You want to get this across and, you know, come off like this, but, you know, give it your best. And he came out there and he, he nailed it, man. Um, I think Ricky Starks has always had it. And I'm just waiting for him to, to, to bust out. It looks like they're going to go ahead and go with the official tag team of him and Hobbs. Fantastic. I like it. Yeah, I like it. You know, I definitely, definitely like it. Um, still trying to get a grasp on what's going on with this Swerve and Keith Lee thing. Um, the Bucks and FTR are clearly on a collision course. Mm-hmm. Clearly. So nobody expects them to lose the titles, which kind of makes this triple threat match a little predictable. Um, but it's fine because FTR said they're going to have another match with the goddamn Briscoes. We'll talk about that a little bit as well. And... Um, I missed this part. Um, What titles are on the line in in that match? Uh, It'll probably just be the Ring of Honor tag team titles. Okay. Um, The awesome part is that match is not as predictable. Not only can FTR lose, they could lose because of the Bucks. Yeah. And that still puts them on the collision course for the AEW tag titles. So that seems like a much more interesting tag match right now to me.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that as well. That uh, kind of took me by surprise uh, with that, um, I guess, challenge being thrown out there by Dax Harwood and FTR. Yeah. so uh, we will definitely talk about that uh, when we get to it. Guys, I want to thank you guys so very much for uh, joining us right here on OTS. It is July 6th, 2022. I hope you all had a great 4th of July holiday. It's another work week as usual here. And we're going to go over the rest of the show in just a little bit. Follow me on social media. Follow Jesse on social media. See his at right there on screen. JD from NY206. Jesse shytown town Smart on Twitter. You guys can also follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo as well. Official partner with Cameo. So shout out to everybody that's hit me up on there. So far, we've already fulfilled seven Cameos, which is unbelievable. So thank you guys very much. Uh, also... Make sure you go and check out today's OTS Extra. Lots of juicy Liv Morgan winning money in the bank news. Why did it happen? It wasn't supposed to happen. Who was going to win? Who wanted Liv Morgan to win? And what the plan is going to be going into SummerSlam? Also, Tyson Fury possibly wrestling one more time for WWE, which I think is fucking laughable. But we talk about it on OTS Extra today. Go and check that out on the homepage, along with Monday Night Raw and the Money in the Bank post show that we did on Saturday nights. Also, make sure you guys get those Super Chats in. You guys are going to sound off and let us know what you thought of tonight's great Dynamite episode and what you think of all the news and rumors happening this week. Whatever you guys want to talk about, we'll talk about in the Super Chats what our cold beverages at the end of the show. Memberships are open. You guys get to sit VIP in the new beer garden with me, man, right by the fire pit. So make sure you guys go and join the channel as a member and become an OTS VIP. Also hit that thumbs up. Let's try for a thousand likes minimum on today's off the script AEW Dynamite post show. And also finally, shout out to my sponsor for today's show, Audible. Audibletrial.com/slash-scripts. You guys are going to get that thirty days free and their service on me, including one free audio book. Of your choice. That's audibletrial.com slash script. You guys can go get John Moxley's nine-hour autobiography called Mox on Audible. Narrated by himself. Awesome stuff there. You guys can get it for free, courtesy of the podcast.
2: Let's get into some. Yeah, i Before you get started. Um, Fightful Select posted about five hours ago. Yep. And said that... Um, Fightful Select has been told that Cocabana was yep. originally expected to to resign was really expected not to resign with AEW with his contentious relationship with CM Punk originally rumored among talent as the reason. Then it says then things changed and then it says go to Fightful Select to see you know the whole story. Um, Dax Hardwood quote tweeted that one hundred percent complete fabrication. Okay. Then, then Sapp replied to his quote saying, but then within, within the article, it says that the idea that Punk was pushing him out was a uh, was quickly debunked rumor internally. And it was something being speculated back in March.
1: You know, man. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's. Uh, listen, I don't want so to. Is that clickbait? Is that the definition bro, of clickbait? Listen, I, you stole the words right out of my mouth, bro. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to sit here and, and shit on SAP. I mean, I have no problem with Sean at all. I have no problem with FIFA. I think they do great work over there. Um, but this is what happens when you when you are disingenuous with your audience. You know, you you got to be careful of how you word things because people in 2022, bro. I think you know better than. Than, than I do, or just as good as I do, you know, they, they read a title and they take everything out of context without reading the actual fucking context. They, they read yep. the title and think what is in the title is, is actually the story and nobody reads it. And it's, it's embarrassing for Sap because, you know, Tony Khan already got on him for the Orange Cassidy theme music, which I asked the question at the scrum. I didn't mean to get anybody in trouble or get him upset, get Tony Khan upset or Sean upset, but thankfully neither one of them were, but you know, he got very upset at that question and the fact that that news article leaked, and now this is happening. You know, they're not really creating a, a good vibe for themselves over there with shit like this because the less, the less fucking guy, Jesse, you want coming to attack you is, is Dax Harwood.
2: No, you know? no, not so much, no.
1: <laughs> so I, I, don't, I don't really get why, why people do what they do, man. Stop fucking clickbaiting. Be open and honest in what, you, in, in what you title. You are the biggest publication right now next to Wrestling Observer. There's no reason for you to go to those links.
2: That's all yeah, I'm saying. that was that was that was. It was a misleading title to yes. the point where even the talent read it and said, "This is bullshit." Yes. So if if they're reading it and saying it's bullshit, then what do you think? You know, the average fan is reading when they see that, of so. course.
1: And then that's only going to drum up fucking all the people that hate Sean Ross Sapp and everybody's going to be fucking coming down on him, and it, it doesn't create a good atmosphere. And, and 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 you know, not even that. I'm glad Col Comba- Cabana is back with AEW. I think Col Cabana is great. I really do. So, he you know we, got mean, the, we, know, we got the Dark Order the on TV tonight. On about, I don't know. I don't know. Nobody knows what's going to go on between Cabana and Punk, man. That's between them. I don't really give a shit. As long as they are both happy, healthy, and making money and living in an environment where they can coexist, that's all that matters to me. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Anyway, moving on from that. Uh, I do want to talk about this, Jesse, because this happened when uh, you were away, and this happened during Blood and Guts. I know you watched Blood and Guts. Um, I thought it was tremendous. But uh, Mike Santana got injured in that match, bro. He is out. Tony Khan actually confirmed this on Busted Open Radio today uh, with Bully Ray and Dave LaGreca. Uh, the severity of the injury, uh, Tony Khan says, Jesse, it could be a relatively long injury. Khan talked to Santana after the match. and said the company will stand by him and support him through this recovery because he feels it is the right thing to do, Santana commented publicly on Monday for the first time since sustaining the injury simply by saying thank you now, with all the rumors, Jesse about Santana and um, I wish i could I wish I could say what I want to say on this show, but uh, i can't, uh, but you and I, Jesse, we get the feeling that uh, things aren't really right there with Santana and Ortiz. If you guys go and look at mike santana 's Instagram page, he actually um has no pictures with Ortiz on his Instagram page. He either has deleted them or cropped all those pictures of Ortiz out of the picture and just included himself. This is somebody that wants to go and uh, go out there and, and do things on his own, uh, which is now uh, derailed because of this unfortunate injury at the, uh, at the expense of the blood and guts match. But, but how do you feel about this, Jesse? And um, with all the rumors that Mike Santana was eventually going to be out of AEW anyway, and now Tony Khan... Uh, openly does this for him and will stand by him and give him whatever he needs in this time uh, away from the ring, Uh, does that change his opinion uh, about
0: whether he stays or goes? There's no in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. I mean,
2: I mean, I'm with you. I reported, you know, on, on my show as well that, that they, they, you just have not seen these two do anything together, and God knows how long. Not a promo, no. Not a match. The closest thing we've seen is them in, you know, blood and guts together on the same team. That's about it. But it just didn't seem right. And I did. I don't have Instagram, so I didn't know any of that stuff happened. Yeah. But it makes sense. What do they do now? I don't know. But I gotta tell you, man. I think both of those guys are completely ridiculously talented and the two of them are money together. Yeah. I just don't know about a singles career for either one of them though. I'm going to be, I'm going to be very fucking honest, man. I just think they are money. They, they They read off each other. They play off each other. They react off each other and they look good together. I've never seen them in a singles environment. So Personally, I wouldn't know, but I just don't see them going very far as a, as singles. Let's
1: let's let's not go let's not go that far yet, bro. Uh, you know, I could say the same thing about Montez Ford. I could
2: say the same thing about. Montez I wouldn't Ford. say the same thing about Montez Ford. <laughs> has why, why not? Well, why, why, what's the what, what's, what's
1: the difference between Mike Santana and Montez Ford? They're both great promos, right? They're because, both great promos. They both have charisma <laughs> for days. Because you know Montez Ford has a rocket strap to his ass. Yes, I understand that. I understand that's, that. That's that doesn't difference. really bode well for Angelo Dawkins.
2: This no, guy's going to be on doesn't. the fucking
1: unemployment line before you can even blink.
2: <laughs> it, it does not, man. I think it's all, up. I mean, in, like I said, individually, they're talented. They're great. They're fine. They, they got it all. But how, they're not going to be pushed. They're not going to be featured or showcased um, as well as they would be as a tag team, if that makes any more sense.
1: The one I feel bad for here is Ortiz. Because I think a lot of people, a lot of people are going to look at Santana as the guy to, to break away, and they're not going to really give Ortiz a chance to thrive on his own, and I think that's terribly unfair of people to do. And I don't want to come off that way because Ortiz, you know, I feel bad for him because it's almost as if you're starting from, from day one again, getting into the business and getting your feet wet in the business. You've got to start all over again. All he ever knew was, was Santana and, and that tag team, LAX, and Proud and Powerful. Or, what, yeah. are they, what are they going to do? You know, I, they came on into AEW, and everybody was like, oh, this is one of the best tag teams in the world. They had tremendous matches and one of the best tag team feuds of all time with fucking the Lucha Brothers and Impact Wrestling and the wars that they had up and down all over the place. And they're not going to go to AEW in the best tag team division on the planet and win the AEW tag team championships. I find that to be—and they, they may have their own reasons. It's none of my fucking business. Yeah. You know, but the fact, as far as the fans' point of view, not to see that— for them and we know how great they are. It's sad. It really is. I can't imagine that we're not going to see them as the best tag team on the planet in AEW, holding those championships.
2: And, and that's, and that's just the thing, man. I don't, I mean, I think together they can, they can accomplish that. I, I think to, they have a better chance of making it to the top together than they do as individuals. How is that? Does that feel, does that sit a little bit better? Yes. I'm not trying I am not. mean, we said that suck. a lot,
1: we said that a lot about a, a
2: lot about a lot of teams. You know, well, we and we were right about a lot of them yeah. too.
1: Enzo and Cass, I mean, heavy machinery. Uh It's yeah. gonna be the same thing with the three prophets, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, American it's, Alpha, remember them? Jesus I mean, fucking Christ!
2: Again, man, it, it's not about and and this is why I say this about Montez Ford. Montez Ford is gonna make it to the top before any uh, before Santana or Ortiz because. Montez Ford has Vince McMahon up his ass, dude. Yes, I, I understand Vince that, but McMahon, I, don't want, I, don't,
1: I don't want people to take anything away from Santana, though. I didn't mean to compare them as, uh, oh, Santana's better than Montez, or Montez is better than Santana. But, yeah. I mean, y- y- they are both individually great, and they got themselves into the best shape of their fucking lives right now, minus this injury with what happened to Santana. I don't want people to just take, you know, Santana as, uh, oh, just he's a tag team guy. Nobody really knows how capable he is as a singles competitor, and that's why he wants to go single. He doesn't right. want to be a tag team wrestler anymore. So I, I appreciate that he wants to go out and prove himself. That is a beautiful thing for somebody that wants to go out there and, and be their own man and create their own their own legacy. That that's not an easy thing to do, and that's not an, this decision wasn't an easy thing to
2: come to as well. No, no. and and that's why I'm, I'm just wondering if this is if this is a professional decision or a personal one. Because if it was personal, then. Get everything that we're talking about here because I mean, because you got to be happy in what you're doing. Yeah, but if it's a professional one, you need to reach the top. When you're, you got to reach the top at your best work, and their best work is together as a tag team. Yeah, once they get to the pinnacle and reach the top in AEW, become world champions, and this and that, then they can go ahead and split up you against each other, go into singles, whatever the case may be. But right now, we're all sitting here saying and thinking that they never reached their full potential as a tag team.
1: I so, man, I, I, I wish, I wish we get more LAX. I, I wish we get more proud and powerful. But, um, you know, Santana's going to come to that decision. We will see what happens with that. Uh, the injury supposedly is going to be serious. Uh, it may be an ACL, MCL injury. You're looking at nine months, could be off the rest of the year. Uh, what happens to him and where he goes after that, I don't know. I don't know. So hopefully he gets back soon because uh, we, uh, we are big fans of Santana on their show.
2: Uh, Dex just tweeted again, just now that he had not read the article. Okay. I hadn't read the article. I just wanted everyone to know that no one is getting anyone fired. That's okay. what he said.
1: Uh, well, well, sap should really, wh- whoever's over there at five full of fucking uploading that shit to the website needs to do a better job at not click baiting the fucking shit out of their titles Because it's only going to rile up people that you don't really want to anger. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. We got a TNT title match to open the show. Wardlow defeated Scorpio Sky, like we talked about in the beginning of the show tonight. Uh, He came out, did Scorpio with American Top Team. Uh, This was a street fight. Don't know when this got changed, but uh, we were uh, operating under no DQ rules here. Sky and company maintained an advantage over Wardlow through this match With a commercial break.
2: Wait, I'm sorry to cut you. It didn't get changed. That was the... When the match was pitched last week, they put... Oh, it the was promo. a street fight? Yeah.
1: Okay, okay. I must always have not a street heard, fight. I, I must have not heard it then. Uh, yeah. I, I, again, I don't... I admit, listen, I missed that part, but I don't really understand why it needed to be a street fight. But it, no, it no. is what it
2: is. Um, yeah, I mean, again, and to, to reiterate, this outcome would have made a lot more sense and left America's top team looking a lot better if they just made it a straight fucking match where the outside could not interfere.
1: Yeah, yeah listen... You know, it's Tony Khan. He's going to do what he wants to do. Uh, but Sky maintained a, a, an advantage through the commercial break. Wardlow started to make a babyface comeback. He nailed. Now, I know he said something about, uh, you know, a lot of people compare him to uh, a young Dave Batista. He said the vision was to be a young Jeff Hardy. He wanted to be a uh, model after Jeff Hardy. And my God, man, he landed an absolutely fucking beautiful, as beautiful as I've ever seen, uh, a swanton bomb. Off the top rope. Holy shit. Back
2: off the crown. He said that he was going to be modeled after Jeff Hardy. Yeah, I
1: seen, I seen something along the lines of he wanted to, if he wanted to be uh,
2: the next Jeff Hardy. Yeah. But they have him coming out of the back with a bunch of security with the crowd chanting his name in two monotone syllables. Yes. Like yeah. a Goldberg. Who? Right. I mean, come on. It's, it's a little on the nose what they're trying to do, man. I
1: don't know. Listen, man, I'm just, I'm just here to fucking tell everybody what happened. It was a beautiful swan time bomb. That's oh, all it was. It was fucking gorgeous. So we called for a powerbomb symphony. All of American top team ran in. Wardlow had to dispatch them. Uh, so he tossed one onto uh, a bunch of American top team members on the outside. Scott took advantage of this distraction, and he took the title belt while the referee's back was turned. I think this was Bryce Remsburg, and he hit Wardlow with the TNT title. Wardlow kicked out of a very good near fall there, and the crowd was still waiting for that Wardlow victory. Wardlow escaped a TKO attempt. Uh, Wardlow pushed Sky into Lambert, who jumped on the ring apron. He pulled down his straps. Powerbomb led to a powerbomb symphony. Three powerbombs later, and Wardlow was crowned the new TNT champion. Uh, Again, listen, if you guys want our opinion on it, you can go back and listen to the beginning of the show. I think this is awesome. Uh, Yes, Scorpio Sky was the recipient of being in the wrong place at the wrong time. He got shafted. Um, But Wardlow is the man, and there was no other direction to maintain his, his momentum and keep him white hot than giving him the TNT championship. And I do think that the TNT title being on Wardlow is going to be a situation where he makes that title better, and he resuscitates taste that title, which is the most important thing, because when Wardlow's done with this, like we talked about in the beginning of this show, it's going to be Wardlow who's going to move on to bigger and better things, and he will leave the TNT title in a much better place than those before him since Miro dropped the title. So I love this decision. There you go. I don't know if you have anything else to add to that, bro. I don't know.
2: We've already, you know, we've already taken up enough of the show on my thoughts on that one at the start of it, you know. Okay. So right. it's Wardlow's world, For
0: yeah, now it's it Wardlow's is. World.
2: Hey, hey, look, I, I, want, I want Wardlow to succeed because I, I do like Wardlow. Yes, I just think, and I don't, and I don't want to sound like they're speedballing it. They're not speedballing this run. It's just. Untimely, you know, to the detriment of Scorpio Sky. That's all.
1: Now, did you like the way the match was laid out? I, I, I mean, some people no, uh, and I could, I could no. see, I could see, I could see people complaining about this. Jesse did no. make Scorpio Sky look a little weak. Most of his offense came yeah. with uh, nine other guys around him on the outside. He really didn't do anything much on his own against Warlord.
2: Yeah, yeah. War. I mean, uh, Sky was. I, I wouldn't say he was buried. He wasn't individually buried. I think America's top team were made to look like a bunch of fucking jobbers out there. These guys are professional fucking fighters, dude. Yes. And they all went out there, and all of them couldn't beat one dude in a no-holds-barred match. <laughs> what the fuck? How come six guys couldn't get chairs and mollywop this dude, just beat the shit out of him?
1: Oh, man. You got to lighten <laughs> up, man. You got to trust the process, bro. Come on.
2: No, you, you can't pull that shit, man. You can't have a good point about something, and then when it, like, oh, we'll just lighten up. No, that makes complete, you, you know I'm fucking right. How come six, seven dudes couldn't grab a chair and beat this man's ass? I don't know. It makes no sense. You got to protect them somehow. It shouldn't have been a no DQ match. Then they could have did shit behind the referee's back and all that bullshit. And then, you know. I guess
1: they wanted one straight, uh, simplistic way to get him the title. And that was the way that they decided. I don't know.
2: Yeah. So there's going to be no rematch. There's no reason for a fucking rematch. There's no reason for a rematch
1: at all. It was a fucking street fight. And uh, he won uh, fair and square. Yeah, Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Moxley. Moxley was in a boiler room. He was talking about the TNT, not the TNT title, the AEW interim title and the match against uh, Brody King tonight. He said a lot of people have lost money betting against him. He said people hope he lets his guard down and lets someone expected give him a beating. He said people think Brody King is that person, but he knows what kind of monster Brody King is. He said he took a man he deeply respects in Tanahashi, and he beat his face in and then took part in Blood and Guts. He said the match was fun, like golfing on a sunny afternoon for him. He said he knows exactly who Brody King is. He said he's done his homework on Brody. He says he's seen him in New Japan, and he knows his friends, and he knows his enemies. He said he will be swimming in deep waters with the most dangerous shark in the game, step up or get stepped on. And he talked about the Blackpool Combat Club and how uh, they pretty much uh, they, they make you into a better man. And uh, Moxley, again, you know, this is, uh, I don't want to repeat myself seemingly every time we talk about John Moxley's promo. One of the most legit guys when he's in front of a camera. He comes off as a badass. He plays the badass role incredibly well. And uh, when he speaks, you listen. So he's very believable here. And uh, I always yeah. enjoy listening to him speak.
2: Absolutely, man. I don't think I have, I don't have a single complaint about anything Moxley's done no. since he stepped foot through this fucking door. No. Everything nah, been, they've given him, he's nailed. Nah, he's he's been nailed. Perfect. He's been perfect, yes. He's been a solo renegade. He came in and 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 toppled the fucking evil fucking Jericho. He was a top-notch fucking champion. You know, he 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 lost with grace and with fucking honor, and he went off into a, a, a fucking faction. He's nailing that. Now they need him to be back on top. There he is, right back on top. Yep. No problem. No problem, guy. What do you need?
1: Uh, listen, guys, uh, I see uh, only 634 likes in the chat, man. What's going on? I need a uh, 1,000 minimum before we get out of here, man. So you guys got uh, a ton of work to do. Seriously. Get on it. Get on it. We're in the fucking beer garden, man. What's not to like? Hit the thumbs up. Christian Cage, What's Jesse. a
2: taco truck for me. That's what uh, it yeah, is, Well,
1: bro. listen, man. You know, t- we got thunderstorm uh, rolling through the beer garden tonight, man. What's wrong with you? <sighs> you know, Tony Brown is somewhere, bro.
2: Oh, I'm sure Tony Brown is here <laughs> for this one, bro. <laughs> That's how it was his birthday. Happy birthday, Tony Brown, man.
1: Today's his birthday. Yeah, man. Oh, my goodness, man. Absolutely. My birthday was July 3rd, JD, 199 Super Chat. as I see it right here. Look at that. Happy, birthday, happy birthday, Tony
0: birthday,
2: Brown. The booty meat king, man. You make sure you come sub to my channel to get your booty meat emote, Tony Brown. What, what is this booty eat, booty meat emote, dude? What does
1: is, what is this consist of? Ah,
2: it was awesome. I created it myself. You got to check it out.
1: I, I, I'll go look at it. Fucking guy stealing my over it, here. Oh my god!
2: Can I? I can't copy and paste onto other channels, can I? <laughs> no, you can't. Oh, oh well. You see, they can. You can. You can send your viewers to other channels now, just like fucking Twitch, man. Yes, I know. That doesn't mean I'm sending my viewers to you. Well, we don't stream at the same time yet,
1: jackhole. Well, you you are streaming Rampage uh, Thoughts and Opinions now. You could send your audience over to me to get ready for uh, my show being live. I could actually. You I you're be being that's that most of, my, all all most of my most of my fucking audience all... is your yeah. audience anyway, so.
2: Yeah, there we go. That's an awesome <laughs> idea, man. Now I can help your channel grow.
1: Yeah, look at that, man. I need it. I need really? it. I'm, a, I'm a small fish here, man. Yeah, man. can I'm trying to get at the next media scrum with TK, bro. I, I yeah, need, need yeah. you to help, One I need day, help me out. Maybe.
2: We'll see. All right. All right. Anyway,
1: Wednesday nights, man. Owned by Christian. Bro, listen. I want Christian Cage sitting VIP next to the, vi- the, the fire pit with me, man. This is how fucking awesome Christian Cage is has become on Wednesday night. He is the highlight of my Wednesday night. Now that MJF is not there and CM Punk is not there, Christian Cage and Luchasaurus walked out. Giovanni <laughs> said it blows him away that Luchasaurus has stayed aligned with Christian Cage. Christian entered the ring. He's wearing his black getup. He looks like a fucking prick. I love it. He just, he just exudes just prick-like behavior. War, uh, Luchasaurus is out there. I'd love to see Wardlow versus Luchasaurus at some point. I think that'd be great. But Luchasaurus, uh, he's got this black mask. He's, wearing, he's got this black garb. He comes out with this very Kane-inspired entrance with the fire shooting all over the place. It's great. So he entered the ring, and he said, after Blood and Guts, somehow he's the cage everyone is talking about. Ha, ha, ha. He said the fans oh. want to know why Luchasaurus decided to remain aligned with him, <laughs> him as he was about to talk. Matt Hardy came out, and Matt Hardy came to the ring.
2: Matt I said knew this was not going to end well.
1: <laughs> Matt said he is unreal. Christian Cage is unreal. Like the Michael Jordan of being an asshole, he says. So he said Jungle Boy was his friend, and he got to know him really well the last few months. He said JB trusted him, yet he screwed, oh, screwed him over. Matt entered the ring and he got face to face with Christian at this point. Christian said, Matt doesn't know JB the way he and Luchasaurus do. You're starting to make your brother sound like the sober one, Christian said.
2: (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry. I mean,
1: listen, we don't mean to laugh, but that's fucking fucking hilarious. That is great. If Christian Cage's new gimmick is to take everything that happens and make it into a fucking promo that we take as a work or a shoot and make oh it into a, a work, I, I love it.
2: it is so to bad.
1: blur the lines of reality is his new fucking gimmick. I love it. Anyway, you're starting to make your brother sound like the sober one, he says. Fans like, oh, oh, my God. How could he say that? I'm glad he said it. Gives a shit. Shivani said someone should unplug his microphone and drive his ass out there. And fans started chanting asshole, asshole at him, which is one of the best chants that you could possibly give any heel in the business. Hardy said Christian is using luchasaurus to ride him as long as he can make more money. He says he's guilty of this because he used Private Party and Butcher and Blade the same way, and I hate myself for that. Hardy said his life has been a mess the last couple of months, but maybe he deserves it. Maybe karma's coming to get me, he says. He said then he's there to make sure no one else gets taken advantage of. Christian says he's out there because of his massive ego. He says he's a clout chaser and he can't stand it when his name isn't being mentioned. He said, Matt, you'll use your kids, your wife, your father-in-law, your lawnmower, your fucking dilapidated boat to get attention. You'll even turn a blind eye and use your brother and his issues just so that you could ride his coattails
2: for one last run that's so true though (laughs) that was so true i'm sorry that was i've been saying that shit for weeks he is so true man (laughs) i tell you man his his new gimmick is uh uh well
1: what's um what's justin labar man my buddy justin labar wrestling ink man he's uh His catchphrase is a reality check. Justin Labar just gave you a reality check. Christian Cage, that's his new gimmick. It's gimmick infringement. Seriously.
2: As soon as he came out, as soon as I saw uh, Matt Hardy come out, I said, oh, shit. (laughs) This is not going to be good.
1: I love it. I thought this was great. So Christian said, Matt, can't stand that he's the hottest, most influential star in AEW. And I know you just came out here because you wanted to just be near me. He says it's embarrassing, more embarrassing than his loser screwed up brother. When Matt went after Christian Luchasaurus, then grabbed him by the throat, headbutted him and slammed him into the ringside steps, they then threw him to the outside, threw him into the ring post, and then choked Slim Hardy through a table at ringside, which was covered in confetti from the confetti bath that Wardlow got when he won the TNT title. And Christian sat next to him and said, uh, yeah, yeah, you're welcome for being back in the headlines next to me. This was great. I mean, it wasn't as great as the the first two promos that he cut the last two weeks, but Christian Cage, bro, uh, this is a, a a renaissance, a resurgence of somebody that, that we didn't really put a lot of uh, a lot of monetary value in here on the brand, and no. in the last three weeks, I man, he has absolutely transformed himself into the most musty thing on this entire program.
2: Yeah, he, dude, watching Matt Hardy come out knowing that Christian. Is actively trying to bang Jungle Boy's mom. <laughs> I, I knew he would have no recourse into fucking laying in the Matt Hardy and his fucking brother. This is this is so good. This is such a better spot for Christian Cage yes. to to help. He can. He's in a position to help someone like Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. Still, nothing's changed. He's still helping the younger guys. He's a priest in a prominent spot on TV. He's not out here fucking wrestling every week. I love it. I love everything that Christian Cage is doing right now. Zero notes, none. And the first
1: thing that he said when he came out is, I'm not telling you, you people anything about why uh, Luchasaurus is still with me or what I told Luchasaurus and what he agreed to when I told him what I told him. Th- that's what we want to know. Why is Luchasaurus yeah. there? What did Christian Cage tell Luchasaurus that has transformed this guy into a fire-breathing dragon right now on Dynamite? And he's holding on to that because we know, you know, as a fan base, we want to know, and he knows that, and he's going to hang on to that as long as possible. Now, when Jungle Boy comes back, and we've talked about this, it's going to make him into a bigger babyface. The more over-Christian gets as a heel, Luchasaurus is benefiting from this, and then Jungle Boy, when he gets his revenge at the end of all, this is going to be bigger for it, and he's going to be on his way as a single babyface. A major pillar of this company will be Jungle Boy.
2: Yeah, I was I was a little skeptical about the Luchasaurus turn because not like skeptical like it shouldn't have happened, but skeptical like if the turn was real, I thought that like Luchasaurus was just faking it to like, you know, betray Christian Cage. But the more baby faces that Luchasaurus beats up on this stretch until Jungle Boy comes back, then the more it solidifies Luchasaurus's turn with Christian Cage. I like everything about this. Yeah. I want to I see Luchasaurus beat the shit out of somebody else next week. I love it.
1: I want to see Luchasaurus really become a dominant fucking heel and, and just own everybody. I think this yeah. is a great role. This is the best he's looked uh, since we first seen the pairing of uh, of Jurassic Express.
2: Yeah, keep this up, and Luchasaurus is is world title contender within the year.
1: I don't know about that, but uh, I, I, I don't want to take anything away from him. Nope. He could be. He could be. Not not Maybe not a yeah. year.
2: No, no definitely but the him 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 with christian cage is a heel manager dude there's no way you can't get luchasaurus to world title contention within a year from now easily have have
1: we have we seen the last of christian wrestling is this his new role is he going to be is he going to be a mentor to, to luchasaurus
2: or a manager like role for him i don't think so i think he'll be i think he'll be in and out of the ring in spots much like a um mvp yeah i could see that you know i could see that
1: that's a good role for him yeah Moving on, we got the video package that everybody was talking about, including myself, that was retweeted by the wizard himself, Chris Jericho. So great, even the wizard himself made himself known to my tweets. I I did not clip it or anything. I took it from somebody else, but I wanted everybody to share in, in, in its greatness. Daddy Magic, bro, is finally getting the recognition that he rightfully deserves. I don't know if you saw it, man. This promo was absolutely fucking as passionate as a promo that I think I've seen. And this is when you separate scripted bullshit from letting people go out there on their own and be real fucking people, man. This is what happens when you just let it fly and the real genuine fucking person of Matt Menard comes out, man. I was hanging on every fucking word this man was saying, and it was absolutely beautiful
2: i got to watch it. I have not watched it yet. Oh, actually. my
1: goodness. Oh, my Ooh. goodness.
2: This was great.
1: Everybody was talking about this, and they replayed a little bit of it. It was edited. AEW's editing team is tremendous. But they replayed some of this, and I highly recommend you guys go out. It was on the last Road 2 episode on oh, okay. their YouTube page. So if you guys want to go check that out, uh, you guys can so go see the magic of Daddy Magic,
2: Matt Menard. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out. Also, before I forget, before I forget, before I forget, this quick side note off on a tangent. Last night I got bored and shit, and I decided to turn on. Um, what did I fucking see? It. I turned off my my. I got um, Google um, on Google TV, and so yep. I turned my TV on to get the Google TV app, and one of the suggestions was. Uh, the wrestler, a QT Marshall story. You see my tweet about this. I seen
1: your tweet about it. I don't know what you were talking about, but I was uh, intrigued.
2: Man, guys, it, it it happened. I think it was about 2017, I believe. They sat down. They did a whole documentary following QT Marshall and his road to you know all that stuff, his training, um, what he's doing down there with the factory and everything else. I'm looking at this guy with the lights of um, punishment, Martinez. Matt Riddle and all kinds of ridiculously fucking OP names out there in wrestling. And QT Marshall's out there bumping with the best. Just go check out this fucking documentary. It's only about an hour long. And if you don't have a whole new respect for what QT Marshall can do in that ring, I doubt your fandom as a wrestling fan, man. Uh, where, where can we find this again? On Tubi. I, I, I Yeah. T-U-B-I. I, I don't have it either. I just downloaded it for free and then right away it clicked right into the episode. No sign up, no, none of that shit. Just download it and watch it. Okay. I'll check that out. Uh,
1: I think QT is awesome. I think QT, uh, honestly, I don't think QT gets the recognition that he deserves when he's on he TV. Not. When When he's on TV, he's great.
2: He does not. Not only that, he is responsible for a lot of the training of the young guys in AEW right now. Yeah. I mean, it, the guy is very, 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 very underrated.
1: Yes, and that's the most important thing. He, he's uh, yeah. he's the guy behind all of the new up and coming talent on AEW television and uh, the Nightmare Factory. So give him his yes. fucking flowers, people. Seriously, yes. the future Good of shit. the future of AEW
2: is partially in his hands. Yes, I, I had to. I had. To, I took. I stopped. Took a minute and just tweeted at him. I said, "Hey, I just saw this shit and." I want, I want other people to watch it because this was very, very, very good stuff.
1: There you go. I'll check that out. You got to check out Daddy Magic on YouTube.
2: Yeah, I will. I will for sure.
1: Thank you guys for over 2,000 in the venue tonight, man. I appreciate you guys very much. Number one in the community as always. Thank you for making uh, our voices and our opinion matter most. So thank you for spending your Wednesday night with us. Uh, Jake Hager and Claudio were backstage. Uh, they were in the parking lot with Tony Schiavone. Next week is Fighter Fest, and this match is booked for next week. Uh, Tony Khan isn't playing around. We're getting this match already in his third match in, Claudio, in AEW. Hager said Claudio has never been a world champion in Ring of Honor, never been a world champion in WWE. The the dreaded E was mentioned on AEW (laughs) television. And it's about time he has respect as an undefeated MMA fighter. Claudio says, well, I beat Zack Sabre Jr. in my first match here, one of the best wrestlers on the planet. And he helped the Blackpool Combat Club beat Hager and... The people he carries bags for at Blood and Guts the very next Wednesday, next week he said he will go three and O. Oh. You know, bro, did, did you ever remember when uh, who said it? I think it was, uh, I think it was Vince McMahon on the Stone Cold Steve Austin awesome podcast that said Claudio or Cesaro. Then uh, he did not, he didn't understand why everybody loved Claudio because he felt Claudio didn't have that uh, that connection with the audience. How fucking ridiculous of a statement does that look now?
2: Yeah. Everybody, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I, wanna, I seriously want to go back and, and, and watch that <laughs> podcast again and You're just ridiculous. get a refresher on how he just went out there and buried one of his most talented fucking wrestlers on his entire roster in that one fucking show. <laughs> I mean, how do you rebound from that? How do you go I, out there and rebound when the owner of the company basically said you suck? I, I don't know. I don't know.
1: This is why I love Claudio and AEW. He's going to shut a lot of people up. Everybody knows how good he is, but uh, you know he has been handling himself well, man. He's handled himself well in this promo tonight. He handled himself incredibly well during the post-show media scrum at the end of Forbidden Door. I, I don't understand it. He got the loudest reaction, bro. I would go on record and say, outside of CM Punk in that arena, man, you watched it on TV. I felt it in the arena. He probably—and you were there for CM Punk, man. Nothing's going to rival that at the yeah. first dance. He—he uh, he probably got right underneath CM Punk as loudest reactions of the entire year. Yeah, in, I mean, in, that, in that arena.
2: I get I get goosebumps and chills every time I think about being in that crowd when Punk returned, man.
1: Yeah. so Claudio got just as big, not as big, but just as big as a reaction to CM Punk, man. That was, in that arena, 17,000 deep. That's, that's tremendous. So uh, the fact that he is not uh, connecting with the audience is complete bullshit. So we're getting yeah. that match at Fighter Fest next week. Should be awesome. Always great to see Claudio on TV. We go from that to Butcher and Blade versus Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee. This is a story developing on TV. Can Keith Lee trust Swerve? Is Swerve going to betray Keith Lee? What's going on here? At least for the time being, they are a team. So this wasn't as swift or smooth as I would like it to be. Uh, There was uh, a couple of miscommunication spots here in this thing. Uh, There was a miscommunication spot on a drop-down leapfrog exchange between the Blade and Swerve. So, Swerve tagged into Lee, knocked Blade down. They took turns tagging and attacking Blade until we got the bunny on the outside, interfering and allowing her guys to take control. So, we got a diving uppercut from Swerve on a comeback. That allowed him to tag Keith Lee, and he ran wild on both Butcher and Blade. They continued to dominate the babyfaces until Lee accidentally once again took out his partner, allowing Butcher to crush Swerve with a beautiful-looking lariat for a near fall. Swerve so fired back, taking Butcher out with his running thrust kick. Then he and Lee hit the, uh, I don't know what they're calling it, but uh, uh, this doomsday fucking power bomb, double foot stomp, combination move that they do off the top rope. Yeah, um, I don't know. Fall from glory or whatever it's called. It, it looked great tonight. Absolutely devastating. It gets the victory for Swerve and Keith Lee, which I guess propels them up in the rankings, the AEW Tag Team Championship. At the end of the match is where all of this, really got taken to the next level. Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks walked out there. They got some words for Keith Lee and Swerve. Powerhouse Hobbs, he came out fucking a house on fire tonight. Starks was there. He said that they proven Swerve and Lee aren't on their level and are several levels below them. Um, uh, Powerhouse Hobbs called Swerve, I think, uh, something along the lines of a bitch. I don't really know what he said, but... uh, Whatever he said, the crowd was loving everything that Will Hobbs said. It was very brief, and I love his presence on the microphone. He's getting better and better every time he does it. Stars got himself really worked up. He was ripping at his shirt. He was running up and down the ramp like Ric Flair would. All of a sudden, the young bucks come out and cut off Ricky Starks cutting this promo on both Swerve and Keith Lee. Matt Jackson said Ricky practically queued up their music for them <laughs> yeah. with what he was saying. Matt says they don't have to apologize for anything because they started this damn company. He said everyone is eating well in this tag team division, but they set the table in the first place. Nick Jackson said their match was four and a half stars at double or nothing. That's a night off for the Young Bucks. Then Nick said that he didn't get the job done. Matt says that they have a proposal for them, triple or nothing. So we have a three-way title match happening next week at Fyter Fest as fans started to chant FTR, FTR. Nick then grabbed the microphone and said, uh, yeah, we're better than them, and you know it. Come on, guys. And that's the way the segment uh, really went off the air with this triple threat match being announced and signed for next week. It'll be Swerve Lee, Starks, and Hobbs, and then the Young Bucks in a triple threat match for the AW Tag Team Titles. This is exactly what I wanted out of the, the Young Bucks in this, in this title range, Jesse. You know, obviously, we're going to get the FDR match, but I want to see them mix it up with different teams. Team Taz is definitely a team I'd like to see get in there. Swerve and Keith Lee is a team I'd like to see get in there with the Young Bucks, and we're getting it all at the same time next week at Fyder Yeah,
2: man. Um, the match should be great, You know, I, I don't expect anything less than a fantastic match. Like I said, the ending is predictable, but that's fine. I mean, it's not like this is a, you know... A big, huge, you know, drug out storyline with a predictable ending. It's it's a match for next week. Let's get the Bucks on TV. It's got a title match going on. The match should be great. I think I like what it is. It should be a good one.
1: Yeah, and the other story is is next week going to be the week where Swerve turns on Lee or maybe Lee turns on Swerve. We don't
2: know. You know, see, I didn't like how they did the elimination for these two, you know, and now we get the tension between them. Um. I'm kind of almost enjoying that dynamic. Is this going to be the week that something blows up? Is this going to be the week that something blows up? I'm kind of, fall, I'm kind of falling in line with that right about now. So um, it's enjoyable. Like I said, my whole ordeal with with Swerve and Lee was that I want to see what kind of dynamic they have. Well, this is going to be the dynamic. It's going to be this kind of, I don't trust you, but I will work with you unless you fuck me again. Well, maybe I'll fuck you over. I don't know. Okay, okay. I think I kind of like this. Well, Will Hobbs, uh,
1: according to the chat, called, uh, I think, Swerve and Keith Lee trick-ass bitches.
2: Whatever a trick-ass bitch is. I don't know. uh, Sounds about right. Yeah, there you go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he called him a trick-ass bitch. That's what Will Hobbs (laughs) said about Keith Lee and Swerve, man. Should be great. I'm very interested in seeing where this goes, and uh, next week, maybe the week, where we get – one of these guys turning on each other, so it should be good. We got a uh, vignette with Malachi hyping up Brody King and his match with John Moxley later. He said the house will make sure tonight goes beyond the physical realm of pain. I may be experiencing that physical realm of play, man, pain, man, if I don't shut my fucking mouth over here.
0: Yeah, maybe you will. <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe. I don't need to get black masked, man. Come on. Um, there was no House of Black tonight. There was no House of Black president in this match, uh, which was a little, a little odd, but um, he did say this, which gives me hope that maybe there will be a physical realm of pain for the Black Blackpool Combat Club at some point.
2: I want to see, man. I want to see. They, they, they've been hot and cold with this, with this BCC thing, but I think with, with you know, the injury to Brian and everything oh, else, God. I think they're shifting. You know, it seems they're shifting course with bro, BCC right about now.
1: Bro, chat. This is not, I gotta cl- I gotta close the chat down seriously man. This is why this is why I don't I, ba- I barely read anything you guys are saying. You want Swerve to turn heel and then enlist Top Dollar to come on into I don't I don't want to hear this shit anymore man. All can right, you imagine yeah. he goes? You okay. can-
2: I'm benching the whole chat. <laughs> f- <laughs> Everybody is benched in the chat. Can chair. you imagine
1: Swerve going heel and bringing in Top Dollar bro to be his backup? Oh, oh. my goodness. Jeez, Ugh. he can't be top dollar. What is he gonna be? Bottom dollar. What is he gonna be? What is he gonna be? Ugh. Two dimes? Ugh. We already got. We already killed two dimes off on NXT. What is he gonna be?
2: Two two dollars? What is he gonna be? Years. He's gonna
1: be two dollars, bro. Ugh. Look,
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> What are you feed? What are you giving these people in this uh, fucking listen, beer garden, uh, dude? What listen, the fuck man, are, I don't what know. are you doing?
1: I don't know, man. The whiskey backs the back there, man. The whiskey bar. Listen.
2: Is How it something some fucking man.
1: tacos? I don't know what she's lacing these
2: with, man. I don't know. This is why you need my tacos out there. <laughs> We're gonna get, we get you poisoning the drink. she's poisoning the food. Now, these motherfuckers want fucking top dollar in AEW, bro. We what got the we got what's going we, on? We
1: got two dollars coming into <laughs> AEW, bro. Oh, bro. If I swear, if we see that,
2: if we see it, man, I'm, I may close up shop for good here. Let's let's see after a couple of drinks and a taco or two, let's let's bring in big money Matt and he can be top dollar's big money yeah. manager. Yeah,
1: oh my the, god
2: the fuck is wrong with people, man?
1: Cesar Tavares in the chat says we should call him EBT.
2: Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done.
1: Oh, my God, man. Let's move on. Let's move on, man. We can't shame Top Dollar, man. We already did that back before when he got fired. From Damn, WWE. He blocked done. me oh. for it because I was actually fucking Nostradamus at that point. Anyway, uh, Eddie Kingston, he made his ring entrance. Excalibur says he wasn't able to achieve the ultimate satisfaction by making Chris Jericho tap out. Taz then said Kingston wasn't being a team guy by complaining the way he did. Giovanni interviewed Kingston in the middle of the ring. He gave a shout-out to Wardlow congratulating him on the TNT title. He also congratulated Claudio. He says he's a nice guy growing up and maturing that he thanked Claudio. So, good shit. He made some noise that he wasn't taking that last comment seriously. I think he did one of uh, one of these right into Giovanni's face. And uh, he is acting like typical Eddie Kingston. Kingston said that Jericho made a liar out of him because he didn't taste his blood. Jericho interrupted from a big screen and said he wants to see how crazy we can get. So they pan to the back of the parking lot that they were in filming this thing in. And they showed Tay Conti, Jesse, slamming an SUV door onto Ruby Soho's hand, which... I, I don't really, I don't know what you were thinking about this, bro. I, I mean, I, was anybody holding Ruby Soho in place? No. For, for this for this door to slam on? She actually leg-
2: put herself in the door. I mean, go ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah she, 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 she basically put herself in, in position to perfectly align this door, slamming on her arm, and she made no, no effort to move out of the way at all. Nobody was there from the uh, Jericho Appreciation Society holding her in place here. Hold her, yeah. A- and Tay Conti just slammed the door here, and it looked absolutely like she wanted the door, the, the, the door to be slammed in, in, in her face and on her arm. It looked ridiculous.
2: They, they wouldn't even, they, none of the guys would put a finger on no. her. They wouldn't even touch Ruby Soho. Why, why not?
1: What, was she knocked out against the car, and she didn't know where she was at the time? I don't know.
2: No, no. She was leaning against the car and just kind of shifted over and landed into the into the foul of the doorway and set it all up for 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 Conti. And, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Why? Why didn't we see fire here? Why didn't Why didn't
1: Jericho use his wizardry to to burn Ruby Saho?
2: What I want to know. I don't. I don't know. But I, you know, and that would have been great. Seriously, why can't the men beat on? The bro, women? you know what? You know, you know why?
1: You know why Ruby Saho was there, bro? Because Jericho's a wizard.
2: Right. Look, he, look, he used his magical
1: can't... powers to detain Ruby Saho against this limousine and she couldn't move out of the way. That's it. And,
2: and that's all we have to go on. Because why why I don't know I don't get that. The men can't put a finger on the women at all. These guys couldn't hold her up so 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 that they can knock her out or something, man. I you know I what? Mean, Jericho's pissed. I mean, he should be so. He should be getting that heat. I would have. I would have put a Ruby Soul in the fucking walls of Jericho backstage.
1: Bro, you know what this is? I, I, I have it. I have it. This is the Jericho Appreciation Society, bro. They are the number one in the leaders of sports entertainment. This was all sports entertainment, bro. That's so,
2: exactly so, what we got so, tonight. So think, this about,
1: is, so this think is, about this, bro. They're they're basically doing Bruce Pritchard.
2: So when they when they cut to the back. And they had the camera shot on Jericho, you know, talking to the camera and talking to Eddie in the ring, everything else. I would have started off right there and with that, with that, with the camera on his face as he's talking. And then I would have zoomed out and then you would have seen Jericho holding fucking Ruby. Soul in the fucking walls of Jericho, dude, just, just holding the wall in the walls of fucking Jericho, waiting for Eddie to come running back. And then they take off. What? That would have been fucking great. Look at the heat, man.
1: I don't know, man. I don't know what was going on here. Uh, maybe, maybe Jericho's wizardry is beyond anything that he could really comprehend. I don't know. Maybe he uh, really is a fucking wizard.
2: Yeah, I guess so. Um, Another side note. Um, A, latest, a, a new tweet from Lance Archer. Okay. All right. Isa's in the tweet. chat. Shout out to Isa. We love Isa. Love Isa. Um the tweet says it is what it is. It'll it'll be what it'll be in God's hands to set me free. The fuck does that mean? Don't know. The very cryptic tweak and the, and the comments are already starting to, you know. Are you okay? You know, are you leaving the company? Are you can't? I mean, what's going on? We don't know. That's the tweet. It is what it is. Bro, It'll he's in the G1 Climax, man. He ain't going God's nowhere. set me free. He's
1: in the G1 Climax, though. He ain't going anywhere.
0: He's not? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, very, maybe he got injured. Tweet. Maybe he got injured again. Yeah, I don't know. I hope not, man. I like, I like Lance.
1: Yeah, Lance Archer's great. I don't know. We'll see. let be listen. Whatever, we'll, we'll hear about it in the fucking dirt sheets tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Lance Archer put a cryptic tweet out. He's on his way out. Who gives yeah. a shit, man?
2: Who knows? Yeah, it'll definitely be in the headlines tomorrow morning.
1: Anyway, moving on from that, uh, we got Jericho and his wizard powers holding Ruby Soho against the car while nobody else even laid a finger on her. That's how great Jericho is. Uh, we got that, and then we move on to the Dark Order. Dark Order was in the ring, including Brody Lee's son, negative one. you knew
2: that
1: huge pop. Huge Huge pop. Huge pop in Rochester, New York. This is his hometown. So uh we got Evil Uno. And they said they had an announcement. He thanked them for supporting them for so long. That's why it's very important that I get to say this here. The six of us are here to stay. He said, Dark Order forever. There will be a new chapter and a new proclamation of the Dark Order. And he then handed the microphone over to Brody Lee's son, negative one. So I know there was a lot of rumors going on, Jesse, about uh uh, the Dark Order, and you, you read an article earlier in the stream about Colt Cabana uh, possibly not being picked up by AEW and Tony Khan, but most of the locker room went to bat for Colt, and he is very well liked in the locker room, and Tony Khan gave him uh, an extension on his deal, which is a great thing, and I know Alan Angels left the company. He's now working for Impact, and a lot of people were upset that Alan Angels didn't get the same treatment from Tony Khan. Um, I was. It's it's never a, it's never a shut door policy here with Tony Khan, and I think a lot of people don't really understand that. You know, if Alan Angels, this is a great move for Alan, someone like Alan Angels to go to Impact to break out of the zone, to get work in, uh, make yourself into a bigger name. You know, Tony Khan's door is always going to be open, so I, I could see something along the lines of him maybe coming back. But I know a lot of the Dark Order, Jesse. A lot of them were uh, potentially on their way out. I know. Um, Evil Uno was probably also in discussion about maybe leaving because Stu Grayson left. but are you happy to still see them on television? and what do you think comes of them being back in aew and uh, them having a new a new chapter?
2: now i I get before I get into what I think about this, I get the business aspect of it. um I get the the value of these guys that we're talking about, but for me, and this is just a me thing as a fan. Because of Brody Lee, the Dark Order has a special place in my heart. Yeah. It really does. And I just I just don't feel like if Brody was still here, the Dark Order would be getting treated at the way it is. No. I just feel like the Dark Order is family. I don't think these guys are requesting a ridiculous amount of money. I really don't. I mean, they are lower-end guys, which is fine, but... To me, the Dark Order's family, they were here from day one for AEW, and I think they should be kept whole and treated as such, dude. think that's just my personal opinion. You know, don't hate me for it, but I get the business aspect of it. And Stu Grayson or Alan Angels, these guys, no, they're not going to be ringing in the money, but the Dark Order as a total group I think is worth keeping them together, if they so choose. You yep. know, if, not, if they want to sit and complain that they want more money and want more of this, that's different. You can't accommodate all of that stuff, but if they just want to stay on making what they were making and continue con- to contribute where, they, where they're needed, I would have loved to have seen that. But I understand the business side of things could not go that smooth. I get it.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. Um, I know a lot of people are already uh, claiming that the, the new chapter and the new proclamation maybe uh, may be Bray Wyatt, Wyatt six was uh, recently trademarked by, by Bray Wyatt. I don't think Bray Wyatt's coming in to lead the Dark Order. I really don't. Um, no. Like Jesse said, I, d- I do think the Dark Order is just given, you know, a spot in AEW to keep Brody Lee's legacy alive there, and I, I think that's pretty much the extent of it. You know, yes. if anything materializes from it, great.
2: If not, you know, it's Brody. You know, yeah, they, they've all, I mean, negative one has be- have become, have grown to love everyone in this group and everything else. They treated him like family you know, how do you explain to this guy that, you know, that the group is gone because of, you know, just financial, you know, and I, again, I'm not saying pay these guys, whatever they want and just continue just let them drain money from you and ask for raises. And that's, if that's the case, then no, but Hey, if you were making this last year and you know, and all you want is to continue making what you were made or last contract, and you want to continue making what you were making I don't see a problem with that to keep the Dark Order together on staff.
1: Yeah, the Dark I mean, Order that you guys saw on television was the core Dark Order. You know, everybody yeah. at Alan Angels was a, was a late addition, and, and you know Stu Grayson obviously was you know a part of that as well. I, I was very sad to see him go. I thought Grayson and Evil Uno were fucking tremendous as a tag team. Some people in the chat said Stu Grayson's also with Impact. I think that's a great pickup for them. And Alan, yeah. a, Alan Angels had two banger matches with Kenny Omega. We know how good he can be, and he is going to make a name for himself if he. Is given the opportunity to do so. Same thing with Stu yeah. Grayson. Stu Grayson was a tremendous professional wrestler. You know, so, yeah. you know, th- th- what you saw tonight was the core dark order. And uh, I don't think that Tony Khan is really going to deviate away from the core dark order. A- and I feel, uh, you know, we always bring this up. Tony Khan has been very generous, he's never fired anybody. He's given people contracts and let those contracts run out. He's never outwardly said that he would never bring anybody back. He will bring them back if he finds a role for them or if he needs them back for something. This is not malicious in any way. OK, right. they, they did their thing. They did their their deed for A.W. and Tony Khan he paid them well and he treated them well. What more what more do you want
2: from him? Really? Right. Right. No, I, I agree. You, you can't you can't keep the whole entire roster together on that same sentimental value no. of, and and that part I get, and I, and I get that it's a business, you no, know, but again, just for me as a fan, it just felt like the dark order was family and just should have been treated as such. As long as again, the talent were in the position, look, maybe the talent was in the position to say, Hey, look, man, I need to break out. I need more money. I need more push. I need more of this. Then I could agree, but Tony said, Hey, I can't give you all of that shit right now. If you wanna stay on, you can stay on. No, no pay decrease, no pay increase, but we'd love to have you.
1: Y- yes, you Dod- Dotson, he fired Jimmy Havoc because Jimmy Havoc was an asshole and he got ousted in the speaking out movement. So, yes. Jimmy uh, Havoc it, fired
2: himself. Yes, dude.
1: yes, basically, yes. Uh, Tony kinda had no choice. So, uh, with this segment that continued, Brody Lee's son was out there. QT Marshall came out. He interrupted asking how long they have to put up with this charity case. He acts if they have to deal with him until he's 18. Marshall says he understands his dad is from Rochester, but he isn't his father. He said his father is a legend. Evil Uno then held negative one back because uh, Marshall was taking some shots at negative one's mother and uh, he challenged him to a match or else he'll rip his dolls or his toys heads off. He says, uh, I'll rip the heads off each and every one of your toys in your private locker room. Hangman Page came out, and he joined Evil Uno in attacking Marshall. They threw Marshall into the ring, where the Dark Order pretty much all hit their finishing moves on him. And uh, Brody uh, Lee (laughs) Jr. took the microphone and told QT that he would beat him right now, but he's going to wait until he's
2: 18. Long-term booking. There you go, bro. You took it out of my mouth. Long-term booking right there. There you go. There you go. I I enjoyed every minute of this. If if, if Tony wanted to give this kid five, ten minutes of a segment to go out there and do what they just did tonight, uh, I will block anybody who fucking complains about it.
1: There you go. Negative one. 18 years old, man. He'll be an AEW superstar at 18. Yep. Moving on, we got uh, Jim Ross coming on out. He is now in the role where he does the second hour of Dynamite and then uh, all of Rampage on Friday night because they tape Rampage immediately after Dynamite is over. What do you think of this move, Jesse? You like like Jim Ross on, on Rampage for that one hour?
2: Oh, to be honest, I don't mind it either way. I don't. I don't mind Jr. I don't you know cream for Jr. I don't miss Jr. if he's gone because I enjoy the, the I enjoy the ensemble announcing that they give us on all the shows. To be honest, yeah, they're all I enjoy good. his caliber. I enjoy Taz. Um, I'm even enjoying Paul White on Elevations, though. Oh, Paul White
1: is still on Elevation.
2: huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, he, he's he's good. I mean, I've said that a long time ago. Paul White has gotten better. He's good. I mean, but the commentary team, the rotating commentary, I, I have no problem with it. I, I like it. I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't mind like
1: that. I think, I think it's a good role for JR. Um, I honestly feel like, and I said this on my show uh, a couple of days ago when we talked about it, uh, I think Tony Khan actually made the decision to possibly make Rampage feel a little bit more in line with Dynamite. You know, a lot of criticism comes from the fans in regards to Rampage. It doesn't really feel like must-see television. You know, it's a start. You know, yeah. you got to make a better show. It's not going to end with Jim Ross, but uh, I do feel that he put Jim Ross on Rampage to kind of give it a more important feeling. That's why he does one hour of Dynamite, and one hour of Rampage to give Rampage a little bit more of a, of a you know, let, let's get this show on board with how we make Dynamite feel type of thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. Um, don't hate it. I mean, I'm not like in the yeah, we needed this change. Huh? Yeah. I'm completely content. I have no issues with commentary from AEW side whatsoever. None. No. And if you guys, uh, I know
1: this is not a WWE podcast, but uh, I I retweeted a video clip of Michael Cole and Pat McAfee. Uh, It looked like they were unscripted, uh, giving raw genuine emotion when Liv Morgan won the money in the bank, something that uh, is on my Twitter account. On my Twitter page, uh, I, I highly recommend you go check it out. It was It's just really beautiful. The genuineness of things when they happen in pro wrestling, when it's not overly scripted, is a beautiful thing. So, yeah. Uh, that's all I'll say on that. Uh, Roosh. Roosh with Andrade El Idolo and Jose defeated Penta Oscuro with Ray Phoenix and Alex Abrahantes in his corner. I thought Roosh oh, Rush, Rush, <laughs> Rush had a excellent debut. Uh, for AEW. He looked great. Uh, I don't know whether he is going to be a mainstay on AEW or if he's going to split time between Ring of Honor, being that he was heavily involved with Ring of Honor and AEW at the same time. But um, I thought this was a tremendous debut for him, Jesse. And it looks like uh, we may be getting a battle of uh, who is the greatest Mexican faction in all of AEW. And I'm here for that. Absolutely. No question.
2: Yes. Now, if you've been following these, because I mean I've been hearing about them, but I'm trying to pick up the uh, the the coalition here. If you've been following this 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 hint of AEW and WWE being in bed together via a Rouge Andrade type situation deal or whatever, I have no idea what you're talking about. Because I saw some. Okay, so I saw something that well. We, it was somewhere along the lines of Tony Khan's comments of, like, yeah, he wouldn't, you know, have a problem working with WWE and something like that. And then there was a, um, a photo of of Roosh and um, Andrade, and some were speculating that there was, like, a hidden Easter egg in there about a possible... Um, Thing with wwe I, I gotta i gotta take a, another look into it if anyone, I would, el- if anyone else saw what i saw like, just bring it up I, I would i would assume that roosh and andrade are real life
1: uh i don't know if they're best friends but they're they're very close and, and roosh yeah. was actually photographed at uh andrade's wedding with charlotte so uh um, oh, okay i don't know i don't know where this uh this uh, conspiracy theory came from. I know Tony Khan, I know what you're talking about in regards to Tony Khan. Yes, of course he would be open to WWE working with WWE. I mean, who wouldn't if, if you're Tony Khan, but you know, WWE doesn't play well with others. They want the sandbox all to themselves. So right. uh, a super show like that would, uh, would really shut a lot of the fucking negativity up on social media, but WWE would I wouldn't say, I, I don't want to say WWE would never be open to it. Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard aren't open, open to it. triple H Paul Levesque would be yeah. absolutely open to it. No no doubt about it.
2: I think it's possible, man.
1: I, and I, think, it, and
2: I think it is possible. I really do. I, yeah, I think it's possible. I, I think once WWE realizes that they're not going to kill and bury AEW, that they would actually come off as looking like one of the cool kids that they just shut up and work with these guys on some level or another. Yep. Hence, someone in WWE, someone in WWE picked up a phone call and called Tony Khan and asked him, to get Jericho yeah, and Brian, It, it was Bruce Pritchard, Yeah, somebody did. And then when that somebody did, Tony Khan said, sure. You know, but was that it? Was it just, sure, okay. Or was it a, sure. And well, I got you, maybe we can work on something down the road. Who knows? If this goes well. Maybe WWE is looking at the success of Forbidden Door saying, hey, if these guys did this well, I mean, we would fucking kill it. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I I, I think it's—I
1: this. I mean, this is a whole other fucking tremendous topic on its own. I, I honestly do think it's possible if Paul Levesque is in charge. I do. I do think that if Paul Levesque was in charge, we would see a forbidden door with AEW. No doubt about it. Vince McMahon will, would never allow it to happen, and I, and I did read that Bruce Pritchard was the one that called Tony Khan. And, and, Tony, and Tony Khan said, yeah, sure. I mean, it's John Cena. It sounds like a tremendous show. Jericho and, and Brian Danielson and Mark Henry, who— had footage filmed, but they didn't use it. All had uh, tremendous, uh, you know, histories with with John Cena. Why not? You know, Paul yeah. White. So Tony Khan is a fan of pro wrestling, so of course he's gonna he's gonna say yes. It's WWE that comes off like the assholes. Tony Khan never comes off like the asshole.
2: I would love it. I wonder what happens if Tony Khan picked up that phone another at another time and calls Bruce back, say, "Hey, I lent you these cameos. Can I get a cameo?" for moxley you know can i get roman and seth <laughs> <You know. laughs> can i get yeah, roman no, and seth yeah, no. cameo for moxley no, no
1: that, that ain't gonna roman reigns bro yeah tony man yo yo it's tk on the phone yeah bruce can i can i get a cameo from roman reigns on AEW dynamite man we're doing a special on john moxley you fucking
2: man. kidding me bro hey man hey it has to, it, the lines have to be opened up somewhere to start somewhere. That's just the idea. Like what, like what would Tony Khan need them for? That'd be an idea. Maybe they want Roman and Seth yeah. for a, a, a cameo appearance, you know? Yeah. Same as they gave them. Who knows?
1: I don't know, man. Listen, man, listen, we, we could see something along those lines. Maybe Jericho retires. Maybe he retires in AW and we get a yeah. Jericho appreciation night and we get uh, cameos from Shawn Michaels and, and Triple yeah. and Triple H. Who don't, Who knows?
2: You know? Yeah, that's that's another that's another that's another point. Jericho Appreciation Society. Yeah. What if he? What if they ask for Kevin Owens to yeah. send a cameo?
1: Yeah. Because he's a big two guy. You know. Yeah. He loves I mean, Matt Menard and Angelo Parker.
2: Yeah. It'd be awesome if if that if that's how we started off. It's, if these companies sending cameos back and forth. I'll take it. You know. Yeah. Knowledge me. Yeah, people think I hate WWE. <laughs> I, I don't hate them. I just hate what they're doing. So I stopped watching them, man. Imagine
1: Roman Reigns on AEW television, man. Jesus. I think the fucking world would freeze over first before we get that to happen.
2: Dude, before before last, I, I wouldn't have imagined Jericho and Brian and, and I, I wouldn't have imagined them showing up on Cameo on WWE, man. I wouldn't oh, wait, have imagined wait, wait, it. We, talk,
1: we talked about this before, man. We both think Jericho and Brian are going back there at some point to go retire oh. there.
2: Oh yeah, they're they gonna go back to the company to retire for sure, man. They're not as active active employees of AEW though. No, no.
1: Mm-hmm. we'll see what. It, I, I I do agree that uh, at some point we will get uh, something happening there. Uh, but Roosh, he looked great. Penta, always, oh excuse me, oh my goodness, uh, Penta always looks great. Uh, Penta got the upper hand with an arm drag on the floor. Roosh cut him off with a shrunk forearm. Uh, Roosh then beat Penta down. And taunted him while he was on the ground. Penta fired back and took Roosh out with a tope con hero. And then uh, both of these guys, uh, they go through a commercial break. Slowed the match down with a headlock. Back from commercial break, Roosh hit a power slam for two. And Penta returned his offense, leading to another big chop exchange. Simultaneous headbutts going back and forth. Roosh hit a nice rising knee. And then they continued to just beat the shit out of each other here. Roosh hit a Michel drop dropkick for two. He followed up with a senton for another two-count. Roosh called for another dropkick. Penta cut him off and hit the fear factor. Penta covered, but Andrade put his foot on the ropes with the official being out of view. Uh, Roosh then uh, low-blowed Penta, tore his mask off, and then rolled him up for the win. Uh, You know, I I like the match, Jesse, but uh, I honestly do think that AEW has gone to the pulling of the mask off and leading to a victory shtick a little bit too often, man. Thank you. I I was a little desensitized to this, ending because we've seen it so many fucking times. Thank you.
2: Good. I'm glad you said it before I did, because I would have been called a complainer again. No, no, I, I, I didn't like it. I'm getting tired of it. They keep mentioning this rule that exists in Mexico that does not exist in AEW. That the mask pulling is an automatic DQ, yeah. then make it one. Then it like, should be a DQ. This, if this leads, if, if these endings are leading to that rule being implemented in AEW, I take back everything I just said. Cause it's now a it distraction. It's a distraction. It should yeah. be a DQ. Yes. So if if this if this is, if this result leads to someone saying, all right you know, we're going to implement the mastery, take it off, then okay, then you know, fine. You know, it makes sense then, sure.
1: I don't know where this, I mean, I would like to see it, it really slow down or at least come to an end for the time being. But uh, I mean, I don't know where we go from here. Do they add another member to their faction with Andrade and, and Roosh? Who who uh, who else would it be? I was maybe thinking that maybe one of the Lucha Brothers turns on the other and joins Andrade and, and Roosh. Maybe they oh, go out please. and get Dragon Lee to come
2: on in. To, uh, uh, that, dude. I'm waiting for Andrade and Rouge versus the Lucha Brothers. Uh,
1: listen, I was going to get there. Uh, well, I, mean, I do that think that we're going to get what that I t- want. Yeah, I mean uh, all out. I think we will get You're that right. all out. I think that'd be great. Or maybe we get it at the fucking Ring of Honor pay per view. Who the fuck knows?
0: Yeah,
2: they need shit to sell that show, right? They do. And this and this 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 shit with Tony Khan flirting with the Briscoes, man. I think he's trying to get them in. I don't think, I think- so. I think he's trying to get them in. How come he can have them on this on the ROH show, but not on I don't well, know. I I, think I he's listen, to
1: get maybe he did speak to, to, to Warner Media, bro. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. how long how long ago was that comment made by Jay Bresco, man? What was it like 13 uh, years ago?
2: It's about it's about 15 years Jesus ago. Jesus
1: fucking Christ. If you can't let bygones be bygones after 13, 15 years, the fuck are yeah. we doing?
2: Yeah. These guys are family men. They are completely changed from what they were back then, and everything else. These guys are posting on social media. About the fucking newborn kids who almost didn't make it. And everything. <laughs> yeah, really. These guys are fucking family man. Let them work, man. Yeah. Let these guys fucking work.
1: All right, well, uh, listen, man. Um, I don't know. Are you okay with getting that match for a second time? I mean, I, I said it to myself under my breath. I'm mean, gonna take my fucking money. I mean, if you're gonna do a second one, you ain't gonna get a fucking complaint out of me at all.
2: Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's not like we've seen it th- thirteen fucking times, right?
2: No, nope, just keep giving it to me until we get tired of it. Yeah. We'll let you know.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I mean, listen. Tony Khan knows uh, everybody loved that match. It's match of the year. He's looking to fucking have... He, Tony Khan and FTR, by the way, because I, I, their mentality is the same thing as TK. They're looking to have that first match and that second match have be number one and number two on the fucking top matches of the year. That's exactly what they're going to try and go for. I, I, I would not put it past them.
2: Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't doubt it at all. I mean... It, it's going to kill. The match is going to fucking kill Roosh. I, th- I think the purpose of the purpose of getting Roosh on TV right now is trying to get everyone familiar with his his work ethic and how he goes and everything else because um the team of him and Andrade is ridiculously flat out money. Yeah. Money, money, money. Just about as money as the Lucha Brothers. Oh yeah. And so, you, had
1: an- you had another top tier Mexican talent into that fucking faction there with Andrade and Roosh, man. You're looking at Trios gold for days there.
2: Yeah, yes, all day long, easily.
1: And uh, I can't wait for the people that uh, that that are gonna complain to me on social media. Oh, but, but if it was just WWE man, all the rematches, uh, TK does he doesn't complain about it? I'm sorry, this is not uh, this is not the uh, team of Sheamus and Butch versus the New Day sixty seven weeks in a row on SmackDown. I, I'm sorry, I failed to see the uh, the, the comparison here.
2: No, I don't see the comparison. Did you see me? Did you see me complain when we get New Day versus the Usos part two? No, yeah. I didn't fucking complain. I'm sure I didn't complain that part three. If I did complain that part three is maybe it's because we get parts one, two, and three all within two weeks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's why we complain. Get with the program, <laughs> geeks. Get with the program. Uh, also, at this uh, Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor show, we're going to get Jay Lethal and Samoa Joe for the Ring of Honor TV title. Also announced: Wheeler Yuta versus Daniel Garcia for the oh. ROH Pure Title.
2: Oh my God, dude!
1: Yeah, underrated
2: match of the year, right yeah, there. I'm telling you, man.
1: He's uh, he's uh, holding uh, nothing back here, TK. Oh
2: my God, should man. be
1: should be great. And Joe's alive. And Joe is there. He's defending the title against Jay Lethal. All right, where the fuck is Joe?
2: Where is Jay Lethal? I don't know. He hasn't been on dark either.
1: I don't know what's going on, but uh, uh, who, who, who is Jonathan Gresham going to be defending that ROH title against? That's going to be the next question.
2: Um, he, they get him in something right now. Who is he? I, I just saw him in a promo with Ryan somebody. Cage? I forget.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was Cage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I can see that. That'd be a good match. Should be a good match. Yeah, could be. Anyway, we'll be, uh, I'll be on uh, here talking about that. On, uh, what was it, the 23rd or the 19th? One of those days? I don't know.
2: With the supercar? Yeah,
1: uh, the, the next uh, death before this honor. I think it's like two weeks.
2: Uh, oh, yeah, Devil, yeah. I might have to get that, man.
1: Yeah, it's worth your money. It's only 30 bucks. It's, it's how much? $29.99. Oh, okay, yeah. I'll fucking get it. Okay. Uh, moving on, we got uh, Mark Sterling and Tony Neese backstage. They were looking for more signatures of getting Swerve fired. They want to get this guy fired. Uh, they ran into the best friends who uh, pretty much laughed them off. After some Sterling and Denhausen shenanigans, Nice and Orange Cassidy was booked for AEW Rampage. So uh, we got that, and uh, it was entertaining. Denhausen is always uh, somewhat mildly entertaining here. So uh, Orange Cassidy, hey, man. Good to I'm see somebody him.
2: Uh, say was, somebody said Letha was on the dark lately. I, I did miss one or two darks over the last couple of weeks. Um, family issues and stuff going on. So if he, if he popped up then, I guess I missed it. Sorry about that, guys.
1: Uh, Orange Cassidy said he won't read anything without his lawyer present. Dan Housen walked in wrinkled up this uh, sheet of paper, or oh, walked Jesus. in with a wrinkled up sheet of paper. Neese nice says he'd make him sign it. Sterling said there's money in this. Sterling said Cassidy and Niece could wrestle on Rampage. If Niece wins, Cassidy will sign it. Dan Housen interrupted and said, uh, I'm going to make the same suggestion, adding that we'll make a lot more money. Danhausen said sustained and hearsay, which irritated Mark Sterling. I thought that was pretty hilarious. <laughs> Danhausen saying hearsay and sustained
0: in yeah.
1: lawyer esque tones. Great. Uh, Max Caster, bro. Max Caster, he was uh, on this show tonight, and we got Ooh. an acclaimed appearance, but then we did not, and I was very sad. Did the crowd like it? The crowd did not like it. They booed the shit out of it.
2: That crowd was pissed the fuck off.
1: Bro, if there's one thing that you do in this industry at this point in time, bro, it is not to take a live microphone away from Max Caster as he's making an entrance for the Acclaimed.
2: I kind of, after this reaction from Rochester, I highly doubt if that happens again.
1: So uh, we got no rap, and we got a match between the Acclaimed and the Gun Club versus roughing It... (sighs) It was Bear Country, this was Bear Boulder, Bear Bronson, and Leon Ruff with Fuego Del Sol. Bro, no. did, you, did you know Fuego blocked me on social media, bro? I, I have no godly reason why.
2: Nah, I'm pretty sure we could think of some reason at some point. somewhere. We, we, we
1: did not say anything bad about <laughs> Fuego Del Sol at all on this show. Maybe, maybe he didn't like the way I, uh, I talked about Sammy when I talked about Sammy, but Sammy had no problem with me. A fuego did
0: that. I don't know, man.
1: You got, you got to do some you. investigation work on that, man. I'd love to know why. I don't know. Maybe he mistaken me for you, man. Maybe he said some bad things about him on Dark.
2: No. Not bro. Maybe, I'm not blocked by him. I checked.
1: Or maybe, maybe, he, maybe he does not like sour cream on his tacos. I don't
2: know. Yeah, maybe if that's so, he still didn't block me. I don't know. We have
1: no problem <laughs> with Fuego over here, man. I don't know what I Marlo, did. Whatever. I, just,
2: I just watched... Leon Ruffin on Dark, and his name was not Ruffin. It Ruffin. It Leon Ruffin is his name. It was not Ruffin. It. When I just saw his ass on. Dark. I guess so this was. The, uh, I guess new. this
1: was the team name, bro. Ruffin. It was the team name. His name was Leon Ruffin. Wait, wait. That's the. That's a team. That's the team name. Ruffin. It. What does Fuego have to do with it? Fuego's just Fuego. Is he the it factor? Fuego is roughing it, bro. I don't know. Because roughing is roughing. Then what's Fuego, the it? I guess so. Or maybe he's just rough.
2: (sighs) 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 Just fucking move on, man.
1: Uh, This match uh, really wasn't a match. I mean, who gives a shit about this? Uh, (sighs) Caster hit the the mic drop and covered. uh, But Austin had tagged in and stole the pin to win. After the match, the two teams continued to have issues until Billy broke it up. And Billy leveled Caster with a lariat. Bowen struggled to his feet. He did, uh, he wanted daddy ass to scissor him. And Billy did not scissor him, but Billy instead hit him with a famous And he sold it brilliantly. And uh, we got, bro, the acclaimed. The acclaimed are getting a babyface run. They're getting
2: a babyface run, man. Um, it's fine. They're great heels. I would rather see them as tweeners. Um, I think they're pretty much essentially always going to be tweener just because of the way that caster comes out. You can't come out and be a dick and be a baby face the whole time. Yeah. But baby face acclaim is going to work. The claim is awesome, man. The claim is fucking great. I think we need to start seeing the
1: acclaim move up the rankings and maybe get a tag team title run, bro. It's going to happen, bro. If it doesn't happen by the end of the year, man, in that first quarter of 2023, I think we need to start talking about the acclaim getting tag team titles.
2: Please, dude, these yeah. these these guys need it, man. They fucking need it. They've been relegated to dark for way too fucking long, man. Yeah,
1: yeah. they're, they're going to be awesome, and i, I love to see uh, them on TV a little bit more, and their organic growth is uh, a really nice thing to see as well. So uh, more of them, please, and a uh, tag team title reign I do think will happen uh, in the near future because of how over- they really are. We got a Miro video promo airing. He said Malachi. This was aimed towards Malachi. He said Malachi was someone who preyed on the flawed, which doesn't work on Miro, who is flawless. The Redeemer is coming, says Miro. So, bro, we're getting a Miro and Malachi feud. Sign me
2: up. Let's go. Sign hey, me. Did we get? Did, did we get a? Did we get a Rusev and Aleister Black feud? I don't think so. I don't remember. I don't think we did.
1: Who gives okay. a shit? This is their, uh, I mean, Malachi, Malachi c- character-wise is probably uh, the best he's been. Um, I, w- I won't say that about the creator, but it's not totally on his end. But uh, I honestly think where these two guys are physically, they are probably at the prime of their career, so this is probably the best that we're going to get right now between these two. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's going to be good, man. It's going to be real good.
1: You know what's good? Thunderstorms, bro.
2: thunderstorms especially, especially
1: when it's Tony Brown's type of thunderstorm, man. There we go, man. We got Thunderstorm, Thunder Rosa, and Tony Storm defeating Nyla Rose and Marina Shafir, bro. Marina Shafir,
2: bro. Did you hear? I'm not sure. Did I hear what? I heard nothing when she came out. Well, I'm not I'm not sure if it was JR (laughs) or Excalibur or what, but somebody on that fucking commentary team that I just put over about a half hour ago, sat there and said that Marina Shafir was going to be a dominant force in the women's division. Was
1: I that, heard J- it, was that I heard someone it. on the commentary? Was it, it
2: wasn't JR? I don't know. I don't remember. It might but have been I Taz, bro. It. it might have been Taz. So maybe it was somebody actually said those words, man. I don't know. I don't even know why she's on TV. Now my concern is they're not done pushing her. That they're comment wouldn't have to be made
1: if she didn't make fucking television. I don't know, man. I don't know. Somebody, somebody clearly has taken has taken a liking to her, man, or is taking a liking to her. I don't know who.
2: Hey, man. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not going to repeat, but I sent you on that text that one day. Listen, man,
1: Marina Shakespeare does, oh not, does not do it for me, man. Seriously, it's, it's almost, uh, listen, if I could correlate this to something that I dislike so badly that I don't even fucking look at it or think about it, I don't eat seafood, man. That would be like you taking me to a fucking seafood restaurant. And there's nothing on the fucking menu that I'm going to go out there and order, man. They don't even have a fucking burger for me. Mm-hmm. Burger and fries, man, it's all fucking seafood. Sushi, lobster, no. crab, oysters, mussels. What, 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 what am I doing no. here? This is like Ooh, me, this is like man. me this is like me walking into Starbucks and I go up to the counter and they tell me, yeah, we're out of fucking home milk and we're out of uh, oat milk. All we have is two percent skim. Like what? Bro. I... Who drinks their fucking coffee with nonfat milk?
2: Fucking So Thunderstorm. No. All right. It looks like these. <laughs> Listen, ladies man, Thunderstorm,
1: I'll tell you, man, Thunderstorm is, you know, Tony Khan's got some great assets, man, in the women's division. I'll tell you that right now.
2: Yeah, it, it, it looks like these these women are having fun doing this, doing this thing. Which is which is awesome. I'm glad they seem to be enjoying themselves. I mean, they are two of the best in the entire company. Um, But I got two concerns about this whole ordeal. One, I'm seeing too many women's tag teams forming in this company right about now. I'm starting to get scared about something. And B shouldn't Thunder Rosa be doing world champion stuff man yes yes she should I mean so I don't want to shit on the team because it, again it looks like they're really enjoying it you know it's good watching them work together but the more they stay together they're gonna form more women's tag teams they're trying to put together women's titles women's tag team titles Bro, I'm
1: gonna- need you to shut your mouth right now,
2: okay? I'm sorry, man. I'm so sorry. I'm going to need you to not
1: will this into existence, man. I don't want to hear this right now at fucking 1230 in the morning.
2: I'm so sorry, man. I don't fucking want it either, man, but what else are they doing? We've seen a lot of women tag up together lately, What tag teams
1: they got there, bro? They got Nyla Rose and Marie Shafir. Boring. Give me a fucking (laughs) pillow and give me a fucking blanket and give me an air conditioner. Let me curl up into a fucking ball and fucking... Drop dead in the evening, man. Uh, no. Okay. Then we got Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa. They're not really a tag team, bro. It, it's mm-hmm. a great play on words, and they may have teamed on the indies here and there. Uh, uh, no. I'm sorry. Then you here's, got then, then you got who, bro? Statlander and Ember Moon. Then you got the baddies. Who yes. else you got, bro? Who else you got there? You got, you got four teams. Four teams does not make a division. No.
2: Now, here's a, here's, a, here's a saving grace here for this. If they're not trying to build women's tag teams, then I swear I hope they're not. Then, then there may be another reason why we're seeing Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa tagging together. Because it will eventually because build... Because it's a great visual on epic, TV. It, it would eventually build to an epic split. Um, and one of them turning heel.
1: Oh, you mean, you, you mean to tell me it's not because it, it, would, uh, it would excite Tony Brown? That's not the reason? No. 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 I just I was just
2: checking. But follow along and pay attention. I am man.
1: paying attention, man. That was the so point. You stole my answer. It, That's exactly what so I was it, going
2: for. It, it feels like when they they're gonna put them together, have them tag together, you know, build some, you know, uh, uh, build some credibility, build the fans up to like the team, and then let it lead to an epic turn by one of them. I suggested turning Thunder Rosa heel a few yes. weeks ago, and I still stand by that. Yes. Um, I think th- I think turning Thunder Rosa heel and giving her the the renegade twins as as her heavy would look so fucking good. She can come out and she can be the, uh, the complete fucking heel. The renegade twins can be her heavy, and I think they can run through the fucking women's division with that gimmick. You know, let's not let's to, start with Tony Storm as the as the super baby face.
1: Well, let, 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 let's not forget. I don't I don't know if Thunder the Rosen wants to go heel. Okay. I mean, I think it's a, an intriguing option, it's an intriguing idea. But let's not forget that Tony Storm was also a heel. She did have a little mini heel run in NXT. It wasn't really all that good because I looked no, at it. No, it was face. not good. It, it was not good at all. But the, the, the possibility of that happening there is is present as well. But I, I do think that this will result in one turning on the other. And then we will get a match out of it. A second match with um, with both of these women vying for the AEW Women's Championship. And, and I, do, I, I do think, Jesse, that... You know, after all the criticism that we ourselves have given on this show in particular, it, it does look like that there is some sort of, I would say, story there. And, you know, I appreciate something along the lines of a story between the world champion and the uh, challenger here in Tony Storm that we're getting. So I can appreciate that level of aspect to it
2: yeah, as well. Yeah, so, so, so that's that's where I'm going with it. If that's the case, if they're putting Thunderstorm together, to, to, to build interest in them so when they break them apart it becomes a more of a heated thing a heated rivalry in in terms of the long-term booking of it i'm with it but if this is all because they're forming a, a women's tag division i'm not with it i personally I, I prefer them just do a traditional build for thunder rosa find her number one contender let it be a heel let it be a heated feud and then they go to battle Whatever. Maybe that's that's too cut and dry and too easy. Maybe they're doing this where they're going to have these two come together, break them apart, and maybe that'll be the heated feud. It's been done before. It's been successful before. Maybe that's where they're going.
1: One one thing I want everybody to be very well aware of is we have not seen, and it's very rare, and this is quite odd to me because she's always front and center. Uh, Jesse, we haven't seen anything lately about Britt Baker. He has been off TV He's been out of the out of the spotlight. It's been Rosa and Tony Storm primarily, and Jade Cargill still doing her thing with the baddies and then Ember Moon and Chris Statlander. But no Britt Baker. Do we see potentially Britt Baker get involved here? And Tony Storm is the one to turn on Thunder Rosa, going heel, and she'll launch herself with her best friend and Britt Baker's. That's something that we could see as a, as a possibility where Thunder Rosa needs to go out and get somebody and battle Britt again alongside Tony Storm.
2: That works too. That works too. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed to that, man. Um, I think. I think if Tony Storm is going to turn heel, I think doing it by herself didn't work in NXT. Let's not try it right here. But if she's going to turn and join Britt Baker, I think Britt can help her with that yeah. role altogether. Yeah. And I, th- I think that would definitely work. I just want to. I just want to see this come. You know, turn into something, man. I mean, it just. It just seems so randomly thrown together. You know, we we battled. Now we're together. No explanation why and what is their plan? Thunder Rosa is the women's champion. She should have plans. I, I w- I'm happy to be your tag partner, Tony, but I have contenders. I've got t- contenders to fight. I you know I'm the world champion. You know, she yeah. should be facing the number one contenders right about now. But if this is going to lead to that, then let's see. I, I'm pretty sure Britt Baker's on a hiatus. I'm not sure, though. I don't know. But
1: and, um, and where is Jamie Hayter? Maybe Jamie Hader turns on Britt Baker and we see Jamie Hader team with Thunder Rosa.
2: There we go. That will work as well. I don't know. Where has Jamie Hader been? I don't know. I don't
1: don't know where Britt Baker is, but uh, side note, happy uh, belated birthday to Bay Bay, Adam
0: Cole.
1: Oh, yes, 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 yes. We love Adam Cole, Bay Bay. Absolutely. But this match, Jesse, uh, I mean, I didn't really care about this match outside Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. I mean, Nyla's okay, but you're asking me to get invested in a Marina Shafir contest on Wednesday night, man. Seriously, I I got up and did laundry.
2: No, I got up and did no. laundry. I, I love Thunder Rosa. I love, well, Thunder Rosa sucks, but I mean, but I love Thunder Rosa. Um, I love Tony Storm. I'm a big fan of Nyla Rose. Don't at me. I will fucking block you. I, I like Nyla Rose. No, I like Nyla. I like Nyla too. I like Nyla Rose. I would like for them to treat her a little bit more consistently. I don't like the way that they do her with oh, put her in a big spot, have her lose and put her in the back burner. I like them to be more consistent with her booking. But I like Dyla Rose. Um, I can't get behind Marina Shafir nah, in any capacity, man. man. I just no, can't.
1: I'm, I'm sorry, that's not that's not gonna happen. You got no. a better chance of uh, you got a better chance of uh, fucking Tony Storm knocking on my door after the stream is over than getting me invested in a fucking Marina Shafir match. Never gonna happen. Yeah,
2: no. No, it's just not gonna fucking work, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway,
1: Rosa got the hot tag, brought uh, some offense to Nyla with some chops and some forearms. She had some really nice looking uh, running drop kicks with Nyla in the ropes. Um, Nyla cut her I'm not off with of a-
2: Thunder Rosa assholes. Tegan? What happened? I'm, scared of th- I'm not scared of Thunder Rosa. Uh, Go ahead, well,
1: She's got a taco truck out. I wonder she hasn't seen the venue yet, man. <sighs> she hasn't seen the taco truck truck dedicated to her in the OTS venue
2: send her a screenshot
1: well oh, i don't know maybe she's watching it we'll just throw it up look at that look at that taco truck out there man <laughs> that's a beautiful looking taco truck man you even got the taco sign with a little taco uh emote up there man look at point out I'm point the arrow pointing down
2: That's my fucking spot man i don't know man i love it oh jesus
1: it. christ the new view Unbelievable. Anyway, uh, we got uh, Storm cutting Rose off after a hot tag here. Uh, Nyla did a Urinagi, tagged in Shafir, pump handle suplex on Rosa. Storm cut off Rose with a DDT and took out Marina Shafir with a hip attack. And then Thunderstorm hit a combo, fired Thunder Driver for the one, two, three. And that was it. That was it. Thunderstorm, bro. Stormy days ahead for Thunderstorm. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, we gave you our opinion on it. We could go a multitude of ways here. Who turns on who? There's a story there, at least. So I appreciate that aspect of it because uh, we didn't get anything the last two contests between Deeb and Rosa and Storm and Rosa. And now, seemingly, we're getting a little bit of a storyline arc here between Storm and Rosa. So Where's I Deeb? Can't, I can't Where's Martinez? Uh, Rampage. They're teaming up again on Rampage. There's another fucking team, you see?
2: Another team. See? I'm, dude, we are, we are fucked, man.
1: Dude, are we getting Sasha and Naomi coming into AW? Maybe. We're,
2: so, we're fucked, man. They're like, See what man, you did God. now, man?
1: You see what you did?
2: God damn it.
1: man. TK, listen, bro. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna ha- to have to level with yeah. you, man. I don't know if you're watching, bro. Listen, from me to you, man. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> no we,
2: don't
1: need, we don't need women's tag two titles, man. We, no. get a, we get enough of that on Monday and Friday, man. You <laughs> see it. You feel it. You know it, man. We don't need it over here. I know you got an incredible women's division. But we don't need no women's tag team titles over here, man. No, we don't.
2: No, man. I'm sorry. Not, not, not right now.
1: I don't know. I don't know what the idea is with women's tag team titles. Why do we have to do everything that they do over there? See how it failed, right? They got two sets of tag team titles and can't even book their men's tag team division the right way. We're going to add more tag team titles?
2: More titles? He's you a- just crowned a new champion on this call. Oh, come on, man. Anyway,
1: Jed Cargill. She's holding the other women's championship, the TBS championship, and the baddies were backstage. Jade was annoyed about Hathaway recruiting Jesse. We got a new baddie here because Red Velvet is out for the foreseeable future. Layla Gray has been added to the baddies, man. Hathaway said it took a special type of finesse to turn someone to their side. Jade says that if she doesn't deliver, it will be his head.
2: I got it on good authority that Layla Gray... Is Tony Brown approved? Bro, Layla Gray
1: is a baddie. Booty meat, bro. He's a baddie. He fits the group perfectly. Oh, yeah. That's all I will say. Oh, yeah. Moving on. If anybody has a problem with that, then uh, you, uh, you see me in the beer garden, and then we'll drink over it uh, while we uh, drink a uh, nice shot of uh, bullet bourbon, okay? Nobody argue with me. Jesse approves. I approve.
2: Moving on. Hey, what's Donna Rosa's favorite tequila? I don't know.
1: This is something that I. This is something that I should ask at the post show scrum, bro. Where are you? I don't know where you are, man. You got to nudge me in the ear. Ask about the tequila.
2: What happened? I hate you so much. <laughs> Yet
1: I ask a question, man. She completely, she completely goes over the question and gives me a very, a very nice answer. I don't think See? that was the answer that she wanted to give me, bro. Shoulda, shoulda had me, man. Shoulda had
2: me there.
1: Anyway, I'm just glad to, I, I'm just glad that she was there.
2: I'll ask her. I'll see if I can find out. You can put the drink on the menu. Well, we have uh,
1: we have uh, Tony's uh, Thunder and Lightning, bro. That's a good one. It's a drink. Yeah, we got Rosa's Taco Truck, man. You want me to add a Rosa drink to the menu? It's not a, a, a no. Rosa fucking fan fest over here.
2: No, I want you to add the fucking drink and take away the goddamn truck. <laughs>
1: Yeah, not, 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 not going to happen, man. Unless you pay my design team to fucking put something else there.
2: <sighs> anyway, we I got Rampage. They, I think they should do it for free from what they're getting, man. Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: Rampage. Uh, Eddie Kingston versus Kanushke Tekeshta. Serena Deeb and Mercedes Martinez will be in tag team action. Jonathan Gresham and Lee Moriarty versus the Gates Inosuke. of Agony. Kanosuke. I'm sorry. And Orange Cassidy versus Tony Nice. And we got fighter Fest coming up. Claudio versus Jake Hager. Bucks versus Swerve. Uh, and Keith Lee and Ricky Starks versus uh, and Ricky Starks and Power of Sobs. And then Death Before Dishonor, Ring of Honor. 723, we got uh, Joe versus Lethal and Wheeler Yuta versus Daniel Garcia. So good stuff coming up there. Daniel Garcia was backstage. You got a promo on Yuta saying that he uh, doesn't strike an ounce of fear into his heart. He'll see Yuta at Death Before Dishonor.
2: That's going to be a fucking really good match, man. Yeah. It'll be good. Really, 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 really good fucking wrestling match. If you're a sports entertainer fan, do not watch this match. You will not enjoy it. No. If you are just a bell to bell met wrestling fan, this is going to be a must watch. Can I just say I want to see more Tekashi on my TV? I think he's. he's, kinda, all, he's I think, right. he, he's, I think he's great. He's pretty good.
1: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, main event time. It is uh, John Moxley and Brody King, interim AEW world title. Brody King got this title match because he won a Rampage Royale, which was a 20-man battle royale using both rings last week during the Blood and Guts event on Dynamite. And the ring was split with 10 guys each. And Brody King was the winner of this battle royale. Strong main event match for uh, Brody King. I thought this was a very good showcase for him Uh, Brody immediately pushed Moxley into the corner and started going at him with some chops. They traded some forearms until King sent Moxley to the floor, whipped him into the barricade. Moxley tried to fight back, but King was able to back body drop him on the ramp, which looked like it sucked. So Moxley got back into the ring and Moxley got King off his feet, applied a figure four leg lock. He continued to target King's left leg, taking the big man down. We go to commercial break. Moxley uh, was... In a situation where he avoided a cannonball sent on from King, he raked uh, Brody's back and bit at his face, then hit a superplex, followed by a dragon suplex, goes for a cover, only gets a two count. So Moxley started kicking King in the head, and a comeback from King with a huge lariat allowed him to nail a of driver to follow for a near fall. King locked on a sleeper and did the same thing he did to Darby in the Battle Royal. He dangled Moxie from the top rope, almost hanging him out to the dry there. Similar to how he, like I said, eliminated Darby in the Battle Royal. Followed it up with a running cannonball in the corner. King wanted the fire thunder driver, but Moxley escaped and rolled King up for two. Moxley hit a double underhook DDT, followed up with the hammer and anvil elbows. He looked for a bulldog choke. Uh, he did get the bulldog choke, but King started to kind of fight out of it. Moxley applauded again, and this time he reared back and leading to a referee stoppage, and Brody King passes out. John Moxley retains the title, and the show went off the air. Uh, I thought it was a great showcase. I thought it was a great wrestling match between two guys that know how to fight, and I hope that a lot of people are are now privy and and open to how good the House of Black could be. I do think this leads to something in the future, and I hope that this tonight was uh, those seeds planted, but... Uh, like you said, Jesse, in the beginning, nobody expected John Moxley to lose this title match here. Uh, he will definitely be walking in to all out as the champion. And all we can say, uh, Brody King has looked better in this week, this last week, than he has in all of his AW runs so far. And that's uh, really a, a great thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. This is this is a very good showcase of spotlight. And for all those people, you know, in this, in this chat, whoever they were, I forget who they were, but. They used to say that I, I, I always want everyone to win, and that's, and, that, and that's all I do. I want everyone to win. Well, I didn't want Brody King to win. He didn't win, and he still looked great. So It's not about winning or losing, guys. It's about how you looked in the match. It's about uh, how you looked in the match. Yeah, it's about winning or losing if all you do is lose. Don't get me wrong, but if you're in a high-profile main event spot with the world champion and you're Brody King and you come out with a match like that with Moxley, you won, dude. You won. Uh, greg Amania in the chat.
1: AEW has no stories now. It's cold. Maybe you're watching a different show than me and Jesse, bro. What the (laughs) fuck are you talking about? There's no stories. We just went over (laughs) Thunder Rose and Tony Storm having a story. Eddie Kingston and and Chris Jericho still have a story going on.
2: Uh, FTR FTR and the Young Bucks have a story going on. What the fuck are you watching, bro? That, that's something that WWE fans hang their head on. They say it a lot. There's no stories. They, they, they do. They do. They say that a lot. And I don't argue with them because if I got to explain to you what story is going on, then you either A, not watching the show, or B, you just have a set agenda and you're going to think what you want to think. So I just let you be.
1: Yeah. I don't get it. I don't really get it. Anyway. Guys, thank you so very much for all of your support. We have 2,100 plus... Is the music cutting in and out? The music is cutting in and out. Oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. No music during Super Chats. The fucking problem that I had eliminated is happening again. Here we go. Let me see if I can fix it. Uh, Jesse, why don't you plug your shit while I do this, man? Tell,
2: tell people where they can find you. Guys, please join me on Mondays and Tuesdays and now Fridays. We do watch
0: alongs. We do a dark watch alone for Mondays and... In- and our taco crew What we
2: go we go in and we we do is we rate each match we give it a a taco scale rating from 1 to 5 and if anyone impresses us beyond belief we'll take that rating from Mondays and Tuesdays and we'll bring it to a show like tonight and we will showcase it here on the largest platform and we'll say hey bro this person stood out on dark we gotta keep an eye out for him But apparently they said apparently they said you had no sound.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Ah. Oh. Listen go go follow him on on youtube man shytown smark on youtube man just go fucking just go look him up man we listen we'll just get through the super chats with no fucking music man i'm not dealing with this shit right now okay let's get into the super chats i appreciate you guys joining me man seriously for uh your AEW dynamite post show um let's start let's let's start at the top uh we got uh we got John Anton as Jesse blacked out his screen. Did you hear Gene Simmons' new album? No, I did not, John Anton. What a 4 dollars Super Chat. What is what you guys thinking that I'm a fan of Kiss? I'm not a fan of Kiss, bro, okay? I'm not a fan of Kiss. Uh, Joseph Taylor with $2 Super Chat. Christian is doing the best work as a heel. Yes, he is. Thank you, Joseph Taylor. Thank you for telling us something that Jesse and I had no clue about, bro. Appreciate you. Tony Brown. 24 dollars super chat. Sexy thunderstorm meat. Thunder makes you want to eat Mexican. Dem baddies make me hungry fellows. Tony Brown is, uh, is uh, going Tony in. Tony Brown bro. approved. Tony Brown approved, man. He's going in tonight. Happy birthday, Tony Brown. Marquise with a $5 super chat. Man, J.D., I felt for Ruby Soho. going to get it, bro. Can't love where the storyline going with them. Welcome back, Jesse. Good to see you back. Good to be back.
2: Good to be back, man.
1: Joseph Taylor with a $2 Super Chat. FTR and the Briscoes, number two six stars. Well, they're actually seven-star FTR, Joseph Taylor, so you're minusing one star. So you're disrespecting FTR as far as I'm concerned. Sean Stiggers with a $20 Super Chat. Thank you, Sean. Right, All is well. What are your thoughts on AEW and the WWE show? Well, Sean, we talked about that earlier. We do think that it will happen, but not on the Bruce and Vince McMahon's watch. It's more likely that Paul Levesque has it actually happen when he is uh, in a position where he has more power and Vince and Bruce are not there. Uh, but what would it take for both sides to play ball? Something like that could have obviously spiked wrestling to heights that we haven't seen in ages. Yeah, they know it, but WWE doesn't play well with others, man. It's the problem. Um, Marquise with the $2 super chat. What type of match Tay and Ruby going to have next? Um, I, I don't know Marquise. Uh, we will be getting a match, but, uh, I'm not really all that uh, keen on Tay being in the ring with Ruby
2: Soho.
1: So it is what it is.
2: Um, uh, well, I, 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 I th- well, look, I think Tay Conti in this, in this new, like super bitch gimmick of hers, um, might have some, it might have some wings to it. It might be all right. Um, I think she, I think if she can nail this gimmick, I think it can, I think it can like, um, overshadow any shortcomings she might have in the ring. Yep. And, um, I think it could be interesting. I really do. Um, again, I would just like to see this much attention focused on the women's champion in a singles feud that take Hanti and Ruby Soho are
1: getting. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. uh, Neb with a four-month membership. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, JD and the OTS gang. Thank you so much, man. Uh, Todd Twiley with a new membership. Joe, uh, well, who's this? Coffee Joe with a new membership and Elevated Poetry with a new membership. So we got three new members tonight. Thank you, gentlemen. What are you drinking this evening? Uh, Joseph Taylor with a $2 super chat. Charlotte should take tips from Daddy Magic. Yes. Charlotte socks, man. I can't wait till Charlotte... Comes back, man. I can't wait to see Charlotte take the SmackDown women's title from Liv Morgan, man. It's going to be great. Everybody's going to cry, and everybody's going to sit there. Well, why did it happen? I told you so. (laughs) I told you so.
2: Don't listen to me, though. Well, Wait, why can't you just
1: lay it play out, bro? Yeah, let it play out, bro. Just let it play out. JP5150 with a $5 super jack. JD tonight was pretty good. I created a new beverage combining absolute vodka, peach, and Bacardi dragon fruit. Cheers from the garden. Sounds pretty good, man, even though I don't drink vodka. Sounds good. Anything peach, I'll give it a try. Uh, the Craig with the $10 super chat. I was strolling through TikTok today, and someone posted the theory money in the bank rant from Saturday on there. OTS is everywhere. Have the info if you would like to see it for yourself. Yeah, man. Uh, apparently, uh, I, I didn't know how clipped I actually was on TikTok. It's a good thing to see. Most of it's actually positive, which is surprising. So uh, uh, that, that's a rarity. The Craig, thank you so much, man. Uh, Jabril Mohammed with a 999 Super Chat. Ja- what's up, JD and Jesse? Hope you guys are doing well. Question, JD. What's your favorite Metallica song? And what's your opinion on Saint Anger? I personally love the song. OTS for Life and After. Uh, Jabril. Uh, my favorite Metallica song is The Four Horsemen. And uh Saint Anger is fucking atrocious, bro. It is probably the worst metal album of all time. I would put it up there as probably top five worst metal albums of all time, and nothing from that album would ever be on my Spotify playlist, ever. I appreciate you though for the $9.99. Todd Twiley with a $5 Super Jet. Sky's TNT title reign ended at 70 days, fifth longest reign. Only two TNT title reigns have gone more than 100 days. The average TNT title reign is 70.09 days. Uh, we got a mathematician in the venue, bro.
2: Todd Twiley. Get to the fucking get to the fucking point. <laughs> Brock, <laughs> Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar was fucking champion for fucking 300 whatever fucking days. You know how many times he defended the fucking title? Like twice. It's not about how many days. It's about what you did with the rain. I don't know. Get the fucking stats out of here, man. Get, what the fuck? Todd Swiley, listen, man. I appreciate
1: your, uh, your analytics, bro. <sighs> Thank you, man. Me, Wilson, with the 499 Super Chat. J.D. and Jesse, great review. tonight. show was good, and tomorrow is my birthday. Would love a birthday shout-out. Thanks. You guys are awesome. Everyone in the chat, I want you to throw up those birthday cake emojis and those whiskey glass emojis for me, Wilson, man. Happy birthday, me, Wilson. Tony Brown with a 199 Super Chat. J.D., my birthday was July 3rd. Happy birthday to Tony Brown as well. Belated birthday for our boy, Tony Brown. Francis Loop. Yeah, Jesse.
2: The booty meat king, man. Yeah, yes.
1: Yeah. He coined that phrase, man. He should get it on a T-shirt. Copyright. Yeah. Trademark. Francis Loop with a $5 super Good for Wardlow. Now we can finally get Ethan Page and Scorpio's Guys a legit tag team. Yes, I think that would be great. Uh, we can get Marie Shafir in the Nightmare Factory, please. I think Marie Shafir should be in the Nightmare Factory and off television. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Anything to get her off television, man, would be okay in my book. Israel with a 14-month membership. Thank you for the recommitment, brother. Another banger in Dynamite. I really like the Beer Garden, JD. The hell with that guy from last night trying to put you down. You were the best in the IWC. Zoro I mean, Zorro was an asshole, bro. Don't worry about Zorro. Zorro is not going to be entering the Beer Garden anymore. Uh, Francis Loop with a $5 Super Chat. I like Layla Gray's look in her match with Jade. I think the baddies should be Kiera Hogan, Diamante, Layla Gray, and the Renegade Twins. I don't think I would look at the Renegade Twins as baddies, bro. What do you think?
2: No. No. The Renegade Twins are not fucking baddies. They are wrestlers, dude. <laughs> no. No. Jesse Jesse has spoken. <laughs> no. They are wrestlers, dude. They They are not there for eye candy. They are there to fucking fight. All right?
1: Joseph Taylor with a $5 SuperJet. Brian Cage versus Jonathan Gresham for the Ring of Honor. Title A death before dishonor is being reported, but I don't know who is reporting it. I would say that is pretty spot on there, Joseph Taylor, and I am looking forward to that because I think Brian Cage would kill it with Jonathan Gresham. Francis Loop with a 10 and a 5. We need to get Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky out of America's top team and just let them be men of the year in the tag team division. They have good Mike Seals and don't need Dan Lambert. Also, can you imagine men of the year versus FTR. Can we do something with Jamie Hayter, please? Either build her up or put her in the Blackpool Combat Club. I think uh, Ruby Soho is in the Blackpool Combat Club unofficially, bro. Yeah, pretty Maybe. much. And men of the year, yes, I'd like to see them as a tag team. I think that'd be great. And that's probably the right's natural progression of both of these guys coming out of Scorpio's loss tonight to Wardlow. Israel with a $5 Super Chat, the Roosh and Penta match was very good and very physical. Roosh looks great and even better. I like it when he removed another mask from Penta. Uh, I I didn't like the removal of the mask, uh, Israel. They do it all the time. It's uh, pretty much something that AEW does all the time, and the more you do it, the less effective it becomes. Yeah. Philip Newton with a 499 Super Chat. What is the name of that documentary, Jesse? By the way, JD, love the beer garden. I hope I spelled that right. I love the Jungle Boy storyline, finally singles push yeah christian cage has a storyline uh this other guy in the fucking chat says that there's no stories on AEW television i don't know what the fuck he's watching man maybe he watched a rerun of monday night raw tonight. i don't fucking who the no fuck stories. knows man holy shit uh marquise with the two dollar super chat jd
2: hold on man the name of the documentary is called the wrestler i've actually said it earlier it's called the wrestler a qt marshall story i actually tweeted it out there
1: you go there you go the wrestler with qt Marquise with the $2 super chat. JD, I think this means Wyndham is on his way to AEW. No, it doesn't. Wyndham is not going to AEW, bro. Wyndham wants cash. Tony Khan would be willing to pay him cash, but it's not the type of cash that Wyndham thinks he deserves. Um, Philip Newton with the $4.99 super chat. So the JAS parried Bruce Pritchard, and Kevin Dunn. LOL. Good one, JD. Yes, they did. It was in the glory of sports entertainment, Philip Newton. Uh, Christy Wilson with the 4.99 dollars Super Chat. Congratulations to Wardlow. Congratulations to Wardlow's World, man. It's going to be a great title run. Gotham Guy with a $10 Super Chat. Another good episode of Dynamite tonight. The shows are flowing much better lately, and I'm liking the backstage segments and promos in between matches as opposed to one match after the other. I did notice that, Gotham Guy. I really do like that as well. I thought they did a great job with that tonight. More of that, please. Uh, Man of a Thousand and Five Holds with a $2 Super Chat. Who's worse, Marina Shafir or Eva Marie? Oh, my God.
2: Eva Marie, dude.
1: Yeah, I'm going with Eva Marie. Definitely Eva Marie. A canicon device with a 199 super Jet. Jim Ross vest, more over than anyone in WWE. I'm not talking about Jim Ross's AW vest, man. We're moving on. <laughs> Ghost with a 199 super chat. Appreciate what you do, JD. I'll take a strong zero. We have strong zero on the menu. What the fuck is a strong zero? I got to look up that and how to make it. Dennis H with a Canadian 50 super chat. Thank you, Dennis. J.D., I didn't notice your name on your red sippy cup. What red sippy cup? What are you talking about? I have a red sippy cup? No, I have a glass of Old Fashioned in front of me on a normal night when I'm not doing the split screen with Jesse, and I have a red solo cup here filled with cold beverage that I've consumed already. Yes. This is only me doing a Montez Ford cosplay, bro. This is not me in my red sippy cup, but thank you for the $50 donation, man. I appreciate you, Dennis H.,
2: Hey, um, Paige is free, bro.
1: Yeah, Paige is a free
2: agent. So, Soraya is no longer Paige. Soraya Knight. She's free. She'll be in AW. I think. Probably. I think. I don't know what her health status is, though. To be honest, man. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know.
1: maybe she comes in and may, may, listen, man. I think they need some direction in the women's division. Maybe she, be, she comes in and becomes. uh you know uh, a Sarah Amato type in NXT, right?
2: Maybe she. Oh, oh God! Her. Yeah, she can easily be the top coach in the yeah. fucking company. Yeah, maybe, easily. Maybe.
1: Uh, who knows? Or, or she could be an on-screen, uh, on-screen authority figure for the women. You
2: know? Easily, Bell to Bell, Paige can go with any fucking women you can think of right about now. Yeah. Well, she was able to when she was healthy. Yeah. So.
1: Uh, Edmund Van Buren with a 999 super chat. What are your thoughts on if FTR was added to the three way tag team match to see who's the best in AEW? No. We're getting FTR versus the Young Bucks to find out who the best in the world is. Edmund Van Buren with a 999 super chat. Uh MGM Ballin with a 499 super chat. Since when did Orton follow you on Twitter? That's pretty cool. I have no fucking idea. I don't know when Randy Orton followed me on Twitter. But if Randy him okay. following, following me on Twitter, clearly he knows what the fuck I'm doing, and that's all that matters to me. And I'm a fan you, of Randy Orton, so uh, we follow each other, and I'm a fan of his, and I, if he's a fan of me, man, that's... God bless him. Seriously. That's all
2: I got. You know exactly when Randy followed you on fucking
1: Twitter. Why, why, why did Randy Orton follow me on Twitter? So you know when. I know when. I've got the notification, yes. If that was the
2: question. The well, why question do I need? Why do I need, to bra- on why do
1: I need to brag about that on social media? So the question was when, not why. Since when did Randy Orton follow you? I don't know when. I don't know. You know exactly when. I don't know exactly when, but I, I know it happened a little, about a month and a half ago.
2: Oh, my God, dude.
1: Listen, man, we love Randy Orton.
2: Love Randy Orton, man.
1: Anyway, guys, uh, being that there's a music issue, uh, I'm just going hit, to uh, hit the end button here. Jesse, any, any parting words uh, before we get the hell out of here?
2: Here's your music.
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no.
2: You, no, I mean, sa- you um, sound off. Yeah, I'll, I'll just,
1: go to the fucking. Vi- I'll go into the car, man.
2: <laughs> just go ahead and follow me on Twitter, guys, if you have not already, to find out when I upload, when I stream, and all that cool stuff. And um, yeah, join me on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Fridays.
1: There you go, and guys, you will see me probably tomorrow with an extra at some point, and then Friday I will be live for SmackDown and Rampage. On Friday night, right here from the OTS Beer Garden. Thank you guys so much. Chelsea with a five dollar super chat. Thank you, Chelsea. Can't forget Chelsea. Hashtag OTS for Infinity. And I love the beer garden. Congrats to King JD on the beer garden. Congrats to Wardlow. What's up, sir Jesse? She says.
2: What is going on?
1: There you go. Thank you guys very much for all your support uh, on the podcast tonight. Number one in the community, over 2,100. Uh, Remember, hit that thumbs up. We just hit 1,000. Thank you for the Super Chats. And like I said, I will see you guys back live on Friday night. Until then, thank you guys again. And thank you for a great stream. I'll see you Friday from the OTS venue. Thank you, guys. What's so special about Hero Bread? soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than
2: the leading brands. And are high in fire to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to sixty with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited.